Hey, hey, hi, good morning, and very welcome to Evelyn Go. <laughs> okay, glad that you could join us this morning, and uh, praise God that uh, you, you uh, felt the presence of God, I believe, yeah, yesterday. So today is uh, fully teaching, okay, um, so enjoy the milk of the Word of God, okay, for you to grow your spirit man. All right. Okay. So we will start because it's time. Yeah. Thank you for coming on time. And then the for others who are, are coming in. Yeah. Piarak from Cambodia. Hello, so for Evelyn, go. Okay. Now we got two Evelyn. And one is a dinosaur. I just found out. <laughs> Which is Evelyn Zoe. So yesterday she mentioned to me that. Uh, uh, Wendy calls her dino. So I don't know. Last yesterday's uh, teaching halfway, I I was uh, calling her, uh, you know, and talking to her about dinosaur. So I didn't know that you know that's actually what uh, Wendy calls her dino. <laughs> so anyway, praise the Lord. We got uh, cute cute names here, and we always have double blessing. All right, Eve means living. All right. So there is life, more life here. So we need more Evelyn here. <laughs> the life of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Uh, yes. And then Pastor Piara, yeah, is from Cambodia. All right. For Evelyn Go. Yeah. Uh, he is a pastor there and the Lord connected us. So that is for the moment our missions ministry. Okay. For Cambodia. Yeah. So that's why we, uh, the Lord is good. Even though this ministry just has started only two months yeah god has already uh have given us the privilege to uh, minister to the underprivileged in cambodia and i believe more countries coming in yeah i believe in our heart in my heart probably myanmar will come in yeah and uh, we just flow along all right with what uh, god is doing so uh you're all not here by accident god has personally handpicked each one of you okay to be part of the, you know, his uh, purpose in saving souls and uh, blessing his children all over the world. Okay, so we are one in the body of Christ. Okay, even though we may be at different countries. Okay, the best is Zoom. We don't see each other from as different country. We are all next to each other, <laughs> so close, right? In the video. Yeah. Right. So if if you all can uh, have two two. Uh, Two, what you call it? Two, two. If you have two devices, it will be good, you know. So you can also see uh, everyone. Though we concentrate on the message, right? But it's beautiful to see everybody uh, in the screen. All right, on the screen. Okay. <clears throat> ah, welcome, uh, um, Auntie Tang. <laughs> so there'll be Chinese translation this uh, this morning. So uh, evening go. We also have a. Uh, Mandarin, all right, uh, uh, translation done live, <laughs> live by uh, Cheng Lan and uh, Daphne, okay? So if you have uh, Chinese-speaking people, they are most welcome, all right? And we believe for, so they will be blessed, you know, as well. So later on, when there are more, we will, I think most of you, Evelyn Go also can speak Mandarin one, right? Ah, uh, no, uh. <laughs> But I can speak better Mandarin now because of my kids are attending um Chinese school. Ah. I just with them only, just with them, la, just a casual one. 
but as long more the more we hear the more we grow right and i believe god has heart for uh, china as well as well as all chinese speaking people they are going to be uh, god is going to surprise us because the the remember the the prophecy for this ministry yeah that the, in the first meeting god gave us amos chapter 9 all right for those who just uh, come in right for those who are here be reminded of the prophecy you know that uh, god is going to do things very fast you know everywhere we turn will be blessings <laughs> you know faster than we can actually it's super fast already for those who just came in uh, i mean who were in earlier we just cannot understand how fast God did this ministry, right? And then, of course, with Ban Ban, who is uh, the other Evelyn, Zoe, right? Who even speed up everything, okay? Uh, I never thought to, to ever think on what is the podcast la, and all those kind of things, <laughs> you know? But, but God did it, you know? And every one of you here, you are not here to be famous, but we, you're here to build up lives the way Jesus wants, to make disciples, preach the gospel, and make disciples of all nations, yeah, and every one of you, okay, that's in my heart, why I'm teaching or my calling, all right, and uh, purpose is to not me become famous, so not me pray for everyone, get healed or whatever, but every one of you, <laughs> every one of you, okay, will be the hand of Jesus, will be the heart of Jesus, will be the leg of Jesus, all right, the mouth, okay, and you will be the one, all right, praying for people to get healed, Okay, they praying for people to get well, praying for people to receive the, uh, the, the, the wisdom of God and feeding them as well, okay, with the word as you get fed, as you feed, okay, because we feed, we get fed, right, in the spirit, so we need to exercise, give up a bit, <laughs> so this ministry is about everyone, okay, everyone, every son and daughter, all right, coming to learn, all right, of uh, God's goodness and the word of God, so that you too can do, uh, be, do the ministry of Jesus in Isaiah 61. Amen? Okay, so I have seen already some, uh, some of you uh, have come in and learned, and today, within uh, one year or two years or less than that, okay, uh, you are able to uh, lead, right? able to Preach a little bit, <laughs> okay? So remember, not everyone needs to be in the pulpit ministry, okay? Not everyone is called for pulpit. And not everyone is called to be a teacher. In fact, to, to be a teacher has the highest uh, accountability, <laughs> okay? But everyone can share the gospel. Everyone can treat a baby, right? <laughs> okay? Give some uh, words of uh, uh, milk to them. You just need to learn. All right, so you may not be in the forefront, okay? So there'll be some that among you whom God will call out to be the preacher or the teacher. The rest will be not dormant at the back, <laughs> okay? But will be continuing to uh, lay hands on the sick, preach the gospel. So here you will learn how to preach the gospel, not as a method, but from your heart, how to be a witness. So it's about you being transformed. Okay, your life changed, and then out of you flow the rivers of living water. Okay, without even realizing it, it's just like you, you eat.
food at a nice restaurant. You didn't even realize you are advertising for that restaurant when you tell your friends, this restaurant is very good food. <laughs> you know, I really enjoy. Okay? But you, you didn't realize you're advertising for the, uh, the, the, the restaurant, right? So being a witness is tasting the goodness of Jesus and say, hey, you know, Jesus is so good. Huh? Automatically, you will talk to your family. You will talk to your friends about Jesus. Okay, so it is not, okay, pastor say today I must go and witness to uh, five people or one person. Then you go and learn number one, number two, number three. First smile. Number two, uh, I have to uh, say Jesus loves you. No, 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 no. It has to come from your heart. Okay, so when you are, you are filled with the, 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 the love of Jesus, you are filled, right, with the Holy Spirit and so much spiritual food inside you, right? You're stronger, right? Your spiritual muscles, you understand, right? Your mind is being renewed. You're no longer ruled by the five senses of, you know, all the, the worries and all those things. Automatically, when you experience this, you will go out and share. So if we have not have that uh, thing to share with people, then that means we have not yet fully experienced this great uh, the uh, transform, uh, blessing from God of knowing Him. Right? It's all about knowing Him. Here, I, I usher you to, to know Jesus. Okay, Even if you forgot who is Stephanie Mong, it's fine. <laughs> okay? But do not forget who is Jesus Christ. All right? And who is Holy Spirit and who is God. He is the one who will walk with you the, all the journey of your life. Okay, and he is the one that you are talking to someone. Okay, so just I'm very patient. Okay, with the patience of God. In the natural, I'm not patient. Okay, but the patience of God is is the love of God, right? The unconditional love, right? To uh teach and teach and teach and uh and share until you experience. Sometimes give a little push. All right, the 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 joy of the Lord from yourself. The, the, the power of Jesus, the love of Jesus yourself that caused you to go and naturally speak to someone. <laughs> I cannot force you know, anyone to go out and, and preach the gospel because you will be preaching a script. <laughs> if you don't want to have script here, okay? the script has to be come from your heart. Okay? You have met someone that loves you so much, you automatically want to go and talk about the person. You know, have you seen a boyfriend you know, or a girlfriend, they're just in love? Oh dear. When they come to you, they non-stop talk about their boyfriend. <laughs> non-stop talk about their girlfriend. As if there's no other people in this world except their boyfriend or their girlfriend. But this is what you call in love, right? Okay, the, the, this love is good, but it's sometimes temporary. And yet we are so overwhelmed by it already. You know, we tell the whole world, I got a boyfriend. We tell the whole world, I got a girlfriend. Okay, so about Jesus is about knowing him, right? Knowing how good he is. And without even me telling you, you will go out and tell about not what you learn, but about a person called Jesus Christ, right? Who has done so many wonderful things for you and who he is and who you are, okay? How he has transformed your life, okay? So that, I don't have to tell you, it will automatically come from your mouth okay okay so today let's pray and commit the uh, word all right to the holy spirit okay father we just thank you for everyone here this morning that you have brought into your presence to sit at your feet lord jesus and learn of you because you are meek and lowly and humble and lord 
and it is uh, your your yoke is easy, your burden is light. And Lord, we, we want to just come and receive from you the living word from heaven, Lord, that can transform our lives. And we are so blessed. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you this morning as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. Thank you, Lord. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the word that goes forth will accomplish what you purpose in the lives and hearts of your children and not return to you void. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. So, uh, Uh, Evelyn Go, is first time, so I will uh, go through a little bit. What is this developing the hidden man of the heart? Okay, also for Parak, who is now learning more about the spirit man. Okay, because we are three part being. Okay, all of us are made of three parts: spirit that contact God. All right, because God is a spirit. Then we have the soul. The soul is. Ah, I, I love to call the, the older ones here <laughs> because after many, many uh, sentences, sometimes they still look blank. <laughs> okay, so, so that's why learning from the spirit, building the spirit man is very different from building the, the mind, right? The one that we go to school and college and university. Okay, so that one is all by memory. So that is the soul area, which is your, someone, three part, your, Will, my emotion. Yes, your will, your mind, your emotions. Okay, so we need to understand this. Otherwise, we will always go through this journey very confused. Okay, will, all right, that means the place where you choose. Okay, your will. I choose you. Most of you exercise your will this morning <laughs> to say, I'm coming into this session. <laughs> Correct? Maybe you may have other things to do, but you chose. That means you choose. So that is your will. Okay, so it's mainly the soul area, okay, that God gave us a free choice. So I didn't put a gun at Evelyn Go say, you must come in huh, today, all right? All right, the Holy Spirit put that desire in her and she exercised her will to choose to come and spend this uh, two hours here with us to learn about the word of God and to change her life and build her spirit man, okay? So that is the real part. You can choose, all right? We have the free choice. So when we understand uh, more, we know that if we have been set free, we can even choose to sin or not to sin anymore, okay? The, the power is within us. We, that, that is the real freedom. But we choose not to sin because we, un, we have the new nature of God, okay? So that is the spirit part. The spirit has received, your spirit part has received the nature of God, all right? Which is, the love of God, the unconditional love, which is the righteousness of God, all right, that uh, we, we continue to share here, okay, and um, the heart of God, okay. So then you have the uh, thoughts, okay, the mind. The mind is where everyone is familiar with, but <laughs> don't know how to control this mind, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because every day, all kinds of thoughts, all right, in, uh, in the... Uh, uh, in the world, we, we understand from research that 60,000 thoughts okay, go through this soul area, this mind, every day. 
correct ah. <laughs> okay, we have this uh, our scholar is uh, Roger Robert Lowe. Okay, so if I'm wrong in all this, some of these uh, details, you just correct me. Okay, so um, there is a lot of thoughts to deal with, you know. And then I remember, I don't know how many percent. I think eighty percent are all negative. <laughs> That's why a lot of people always feel depressed. <laughs> why? Because we are controlled by the thoughts. Okay, so this mind is the part okay that control the emotion okay so with the thinking whatever we think comes the corresponding emotion so why you can smile today right because you have renewed your mind with certain thoughts okay uh, that wow we are in the presence of god and in the presence of god is fullness of joy <laughs> okay and the blessings forevermore so when you think of blessings you're happy or not <laughs> you automatically happy. So whatever you think of will bring the corresponding emotion. If this morning, right, our thoughts are filled with all the anxieties and the problems, right, we will feel sad, right, we will feel depressed a bit, okay. But here is where, in the presence of God, you have good news, okay. So the thought is we are renewing our mind, okay, uh, through the word of God. So there is another part. Okay, that is uh, our five senses that the body, where we rule by what are the five senses? See, e hear, e touch, smell, taste. Feel, uh, touch is feel, uh, smell, taste. and taste. Yes. So these are the natural senses. Now, many, many people can be Christians for a long, long time, years. Okay, but still their decision making. All right, and what uh, move them is the five senses. Example, example. Anyone can give an example? <laughs> How so much we are controlled by five senses. For example, the eyes. Headache. Okay, so uh, 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 headache. Okay, so that one is um, the feel. Okay, the feeling, the pain. All right, so feel is a part of the five senses, right? You're able to feel, you're able to touch. So you feel the headache. And then from the mind, the kind of the, the world, world thinking, uh, the world teaching that we have received or the world knowledge or belief, medical tell you if there's a pain in the head, it's a headache. If very, very strong pain, it's a migraine. <laughs> and then... This is your five senses talking to you, right? Pain. Then after that, your medical knowledge, so-called, right, tells you that it is either migraine or headache. If it's very, very strong, then you also have the medical knowledge, the wisdom of the world, all right? That says what? Take a? Panadol. <laughs> Panadol, okay? And if it's migraine, you take stronger one. I don't know, now I've got different names already. And last time, my time is constant. Uh, right, which is stronger because cannot work for Panadol according to the wisdom of the world. Okay, now, now that you are a believer, there is something else. Okay, we have access to God. Okay, Jesus come from a different realm. He is not, he don't need Panadol. <laughs> okay, he don't need constant. Why? It's not because, but he is in our physical body. He came as a man. That's why. He has to take our place. He understands everything that we feel, right? But he, after he, he died on the cross, right? He gave us the new spirit that is able to 
a function like him, all right, as a spirit being, because the part that God saved is not your mind when you receive Jesus, it's not your mind, it's not your body, okay, because when you ask, remember the day you asked Jesus to come into your heart and acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, your appearance didn't change, hmm? except it's for very certain people who are sick, right, sometimes the Lord uh, bring a healing upon them and they changed in their appearance, that's possible, but if they say nothing is wrong with you, okay, you, you look at the mirror, after you receive Jesus, you look the same, okay, then which part of you got saved, and then your mind still thinking the same thing, you still think pain, Panadol, pain, Panadol, <laughs> okay, so how to break that, okay, to get into the spirit realm, because in the, your spirit man is the one got saved, the spirit man is the new creation, so the word of God uh, in the uh, uh, the New Testament, Paul tell, mentioned a lot about the spirit man, okay, which is the inner man, right, the spirit man, and uh, uh, the inward man, okay, in Peter, all right, this is another name which Peter gives, all right, to this spirit man, and he calls your inner man or inward man or your human spirit, the hidden man of the heart, oh, that's and so beautiful, okay, so why? Because cannot see one. <laughs> how, you, how many of you saw your spirit man today? <laughs> when you look into the mirror, did you see your spirit man? Nobody saw, right? So nobody put any makeup onto your spirit man, right? We only put makeup onto our physical man. And then you add, right? What did, which part of you, you fit? You fed your, your breakfast, you fed your physical man. Okay, so... Some of you uh, go to college or I don't know if you have already gone through some uh, sessions in, uh, already online, okay? Then you may be feeding your uh, mind. But now we are coming to the word of God, which is feeding the food for our spirit man, okay? So we are not here to intellectually learn scriptures, <laughs> okay? okay? But we are here to receive the living word of God. That's why... The testimony is to so your life transform. If your life don't transform, that means you can be a Christian for many years. You go in and hear the sermon and then you come out the same. You are actually just putting information. Instead of information about science or mathematics, you are getting information about the Bible. And that doesn't change anyone. <laughs> okay? Because the word of God is life to the spirit. So how do we uh, eat this word? Okay, so here it's not about learning Bible. <laughs> That's why I don't want to put it as Bible study. Okay, there are a lot of Bible studies around. Okay, they study, study. What Paul says, what? Head knowledge, puff up. So you see a lot of Christians got a lot of big head one. <laughs> okay, right, they know everything. Okay, they tell you. Then you, you see, if you don't know anything, you feel like, wow, I, I don't know anything. They know the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. I don't know anything. Okay. That doesn't change you, okay? It just gives you a big head. But the, the, when you receive the living word, okay, you learn the, the way to how to eat the word of God, okay? Then it's a time you begin to grow and you make decisions because decisions affect your life. Agree? Mm, right? Because if you make the wrong decision, you go wrong direction. Okay? Your destination is so wrong already, right? That's why you press the GPS when you drive. If you don't, you will just go round and round. So Christian life, if we don't 
make the right decision. So there is right and wrong decision. <laughs> okay. So if you make wrong decision, you're always going wrong direction. All right. And nothing happens in your life. Right. You want to go for the, the blessing. You say they say, okay, here is where they are giving out uh, uh, food. They're giving out, uh, you know, the, the center is giving out money, giving out food. All right. And uh, uh, health. Then you go the other side. <laughs> you, you turn your car and then you go the other side. <laughs> further, further away from the blessing. How to receive the blessing, right? So we need to make the right decision so that we receive all the blessings that God has already prepared for us through Jesus Christ as heirs of the, uh, of the Father, as heirs with Jesus. Okay? Heirs means what? That we inherit. So what is your inheritance? Okay, So it's not inherit inside the head inherit in the heart to be manifested in our lives the identity of who your god is your daddy is and who you are so the making that decision from the spirit from the one that you cannot see the hidden man of the heart how do we uh, build this hidden man of who first of all who in the world is this person <laughs> okay like evelyn uh, zoe said right it's the Holy Spirit. Stay together with the Spirit inside my body. <laughs> okay, but now she's clear already, right? Okay, the Spirit man is not the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit is the, the third person of the uh, Trinity of God. The Spirit man is your own Spirit. Okay, each one of us were created with a Spirit that is our human Spirit. And God is a Spirit. Only when God created Adam and Eve, right? First thing, He created a body. Okay, that came from the dust. Then he breathed his life, all right, the breath, his breath, his spirit, pneuma, all right, into Adam, into this body. And this body became a living soul. Okay, it has able to think because we are made in the image of God. Okay, so able now to think and able to uh, communicate with him. So your spirit man is the one that communicates with God. God does not speak to your mind even right now so it's very important that you catch it okay that's why when we preach we preach by the holy spirit okay so that people who listen they can receive from the spirit if i teach you from my mind you will only receive from my mind from the head knowledge okay so what i hear is he is the one who is living in me and later on you will realize he is living in you okay when you share with someone it's the holy spirit talking through you. You are just yielding your body, okay, to the Holy Spirit, all right, for him to speak through you, uh, love through you, all right, touch through you, heal through you. We are just the container or the vessel, okay, but this vessel need to be filled up, okay, with the, the word of God, with the, the Lord, with the Holy Spirit as well, all right. So, the five senses have been the one that causes us to make the decision, okay? So when we see, uh, you know, that we feel the pain, all right, we make a decision, all right, together with our unrenewed mind that our body needs Panadol, okay? So I'm not against medication, but we want to build ourselves, all right, to receive all that God has for us from heaven. We don't need to wait to heaven, okay, to go there. That time, we don't need faith anymore, all right? Uh, there's no sickness in heaven anyway. But how can there be no sickness on us, on this body, 
on this earth, right? Unless we build that spirit man, okay, where we make a decision. Okay, and we cannot, there are three voices talking to you, all right? So you have the, the body telling you you're having the pain. Then you have the mind telling you, okay, to get rid of the pain, you need Panadol. See, this is like a stronghold. If you have been 30, 40 years living on that belief and living on Panadol, right? Automatically, any kind of pain or fever, first thing you think of, you make a decision is, Mr. Panadol, <laughs> Mr. Panadol, right? So what happened? We make a decision to go to the natural. Until one day, Panadol cannot help you. Mr. Panadol said, I got no more power. <laughs> okay, your, your pain is beyond me, you know? Then we go for Mr. Bonston, you know? So, but there is some, someone who can actually heal us instantly, right? We saw yesterday, all right? Those of you who were here, uh, listening to yesterday's uh, sermon, right? Jesus healed instantly the lady who was in the natural beyond healing. Okay, despised for 18 years, already looking down, the bones also stiff already. You never use one part of your body for a long time, stiff or not? <laughs> for, I think one year also stiff already, right? <laughs> so I had a one, one and a half year stiff arm and the Lord healed it, you know, completely without any... Uh, uh, medication or anything from this this world and that's so i know god's healing power is real all right so but our the mind is the obstacle to receiving the divine uh, power of god and i'm sure all of us right who have been born again want this but the, the not knowing that there's obstacle there which is our unrenewed mind so we still make the decision from so so you probably came to uh, went to church before and you heard oh there's a scripture that says Isaiah 53 4 and 5 by his stripes I'm healed then you know those days pastor said by stripes you are healed the congregation had to say amen <laughs> okay but it didn't go inside okay it's just a normal God is good yes uh, everyone say God is good amen so but it didn't go inside the spirit Right? It was just something, some of the words that we say when we are in the church. Ah, so this is what we are going to get rid of all right? and make the, and then have the reality of God's word inside our life, okay? everyday life, right? that to transform you and you become, you go out and be able to uh, speak these words of life to others. Whoever you touch, touches the spirit of God. This is real, okay? Because who is living inside you? The mighty Holy Spirit. So if you have the don't you know remove the blockage that you know you are in this physical realm, this body, you know, that really cannot move properly, <laughs> and then this body is sick. If you feel you're sick, how are you going to you know uh, bring forth the message of Jesus being the healer? So to make a decision, we have to renew this mind. Okay, so this spirit man is a new spirit. Your, your spirit is new. Come from heaven, not recycled one, not overhauled. Okay, God didn't take the old spirit of uh, um, uh, ooh, Daphne and then, uh, you know, cook certain parts quite good, keep them, you know, then the certain part not good one, you know, put some plaster and, and mend it. No, the old man 
has to totally go. <laughs> See, totally go. So we cannot say, oh, some of the things in the world sounds quite good. Lah. Why don't we keep it? And then we add in a bit of God's one. <laughs> then we make a rojak. <laughs> no, God didn't make a, 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 a what amended version of, the, of your spirit. God didn't make a, you know, need to have the world wisdom mixed with, the, with God's wisdom to give you some kind of new kind of wisdom. That's the new age, right? God totally removed the old. The old man had to die. Okay? The old man had to die. All that is from your old spirit man before you receive Jesus, all the uh, old thoughts, all the old thinking, all the old belief, all the old emotions of fear, you know, guilt, everything, all as a result of sin. The part that cannot communicate with God anymore, cannot see God anymore, all right, have to die. And how did it die? When you receive Jesus on the cross, the Bible says you died with him. So when we hear that so much, we're thinking, I didn't die, ma. actually. If you sit down and think properly, if you have no idea of spirit, soul, and body, you will say, I didn't die, I'm still very much alive. <laughs> then you are thinking about who? Your body. Okay, your mind is telling you. So that's why that the truth of that death in the spirit didn't come to you. Why? Because you only know the scripture. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. All right. So I'm crucified with him. But then in reality, your mind is still in control. All right. Your senses of logic of, from, from this world is still controlling you. So then I didn't die. So that's why we are still allowing that old spirit man to rule over us all right, and live in the natural realm. Okay, So when we see, oh, there's no more money, then we start to fear. Then we hear all the bad news, COVID-19, then we start to panic and have anxiety. Okay, So in the world who don't have Jesus, right, they are oh, yes. very... Uh, okay, they are very worried. Okay, yeah. So we cannot blame them. But the, the worst thing is, Christians are also very worried. <laughs> okay, so why? What? How come? Okay. Because we don't know who we are. And we're still making decisions from the five senses. All right, Exactly the same as the unbeliever is doing. Okay, you will, you will definitely go to heaven, confirm, right? But because if you don't, have this uh, identity of the spirit man and know who we are uh, and how to move in make you using your spirit man to make decision right where the spirit only hear God okay then you will move exactly like an unbeliever exactly you make the decision exactly like them the only thing is you go different place for worship <laughs> they go temple you go to church with the cross okay but today all in zoom okay and then they read their whatever the you know their religion you read uh you read the bible that's the only difference then you pray to jesus they pray to other god but the life that you live the decisions that you make almost very similar to the unbeliever the things that you experience the worries the cares everything same can it be like this it ought not to be right because we are new creation new creation is the new spirit man so you cannot be living as a same as the unbeliever it doesn't make sense 
correct? If Jesus said that all things have become new, that means everything has become new. But where is the new? <laughs> it is in your spirit. Okay, so when you have, when you know about this, all right, then you build, begin to know how to eat the word of God, all right, and make decision, overrule the, 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 the voice of the five senses. Meaning, example, okay, when you feel the pain, all right, let's say, for example, simple one, everyone got headache before, right? Normally, all right, the first decision you make is Panadol, is I'm having headache, okay, that is your decision first. And then, how, what is the solution for headache? It's Panadol or fever, okay? Then you will go out for, stretch out for it. But now, if you build the, the spirit man with the word of God, that Jesus heal us, that by his stripes, I am healed, okay? Until this become louder voice than the other two voices that you used to make, okay? That you used to hear. Then you will listen to this voice and say, no, no, okay? I'm not going to reach out to that pen at all, okay? Why? Because by his stripes, I am healed. Ah, that is when your spirit man rises up already, okay? That is when you are listening to your spirit man and the Holy Spirit, okay? And you make a decision from there, okay? But if you cannot, not yet, that means your spirit man is still weak, <laughs> okay? Then don't die. <laughs> Go take the Panadol, <laughs> all right? Okay, but the purpose here is to build us because all these things outside there are temporary, all right? And even medical science and doctors cannot cure every single disease, all right? They can try their best, all right? And, and the more medication inside your body is more harmful. We, we already know that, okay? So why not build something that God has already given us that is so powerful, okay? So that we don't need to be dependent on the world outside. All right, and we don't have to have all those things, fear, anxiety. You are that light. If the light has no difference from the darkness, they cannot, the dark people, the people in the dark cannot see the light. <laughs> okay, because what they believe in and what they depend on is the, still the same as what we believers depend on. So what are we believing? We are called believers. <laughs> what do you believe? Okay, so you believe that Jesus is our healer. He has already taken our sin. He has taken over taken our sickness, he's taken our pain, he's taken our poverty, right? he's taken our anxiety. So this is where we begin to uh, let our spirit man grow. Okay, So as same as a physical baby that has different stages come out as a physical baby, all right, those of you who are mothers, you know that, right? they need food. Okay, So you feed them with milk and then also not too much <laughs> in the beginning, right? bit by bit, so that they can the, the, they can digest, right? So in the spirit also, you are like a baby, right? Uh, Paul referred to the spiritual baby, okay? That you just received a lot and many believers are in the church, all right? Or have received the Lord for many, many years. But in the spirit, they are a baby, okay? That means haven't grown. But God brought you here, okay? Because you have a desire to grow. Actually, what are you desiring to grow? You are desiring to grow your spirit man all right to know him to be able to hear daddy god's voice because why you can't see him all right the world 
is limited by the five senses. So you have, have you talked to people and they say, I cannot believe Jesus, I cannot believe God because I can't see him. What are they talking about? They are talking about their five senses, all right, of the body. Understand? Right? So today, your spirit man also got senses of smell, taste, uh, sight, uh, hear, and feel. Right? You can feel the anointing, the presence of God. Okay, You can see in the spirit. Right? So when people are seeing uh, disaster, okay? things are, you know, chama, you know, the, the world is, uh, I, I will be, you know, no more money, no, no more job and all those kind of things. Right? What do you see? That means what do you see with your spiritual eyes? And our spiritual eyes can only see the word of God, which is totally opposite. All right, so we need to see, we need to hear from the spirit. So the spirit man need to grow with the milk of the word. All right, okay. So to, we are here to develop and grow this hidden man of the heart. Okay. <clears throat> okay, today, as we go along, right, I won't be this, this uh, really going deep into the spiritual and body, body. Okay, um, but you will see how uh, this this come along. So your your spirit man is safe, your soul is not. Okay, your mind, your thoughts is not, and your senses definitely not. <laughs> okay, but God created these senses to enjoy. So the blessings that He gave us in Christ is also for us to enjoy physically. All right, but we don't make decision from the five senses telling us the information. Okay, we make decision now through the Holy, through the Spirit, man, through the Word of God. So today I'm going to talk about fulfill your destiny. All right. So where is this destiny? Okay, again, it's about your spirit, man. All right. Because all of us were created in the image of God. And all of, destiny is just your destination, your purpose. It's like your, the promise of God. What is the ultimate purpose of God in, you know, uh, for you to be born again? For you to be a Christian, why? You know, yeah, is it just to go to heaven? <laughs> right, many, many preachers have said that, right? If God's purpose is for you, Receive Jesus and then straight away go heaven. Then might as well, your pastor just take a gun and then shoot you. <laughs> okay? And then we shoot each other. After that, we all go heaven already. <gasps> no, right? After we receive the Lord, there's a life to live here. And the life to live here is to live as a new creation in Christ. No more live as the old creation as you have lived before. If you have if you received the Lord at 30 years old, that 30 years of life, gone already, okay, that, that way of living, okay, where we are controlled by our mind, our thoughts from the, the belief system of the world, what they tell you is the meaning of success, what they tell you is uh, acceptance, you know, what they tell you is a good, what they tell you is bad, so what you learn from the day you were born, that has passed away, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, okay, is that today, whoever received Jesus, whoever is in Christ, is a new creation, the new creation is your spirit man okay that new person all right whereby the old things all right your past all right and your old uh the old spirit okay has passed away have died all things have become new so walking ahead 
your new pathway, your new journey, all right, is all new. So how to walk this journey? So many people walk this new life with the old way, <laughs> okay? With the old way of doing things. And then they say, I'm new, new person. <laughs> I'm a new creation. But every decision they make is still the old way. So, which means nothing much change, right? They say, cannot be, right? There is a change, okay? That if when you receive the Lord, you were given that new spirit. So this new spirit has now a totally new destination, a new purpose in life, okay? This is no more the same as the old. So you were walking this direction before you received the Lord. After you received the Lord, it's a new life altogether, life, huh? that means it's an everyday life, okay? Where you are heading a different direction. Remember just now I said, right? Now this direction is heading towards Jesus, okay? And receiving his blessing because Jesus has no other uh, thing for you except to bless you. He came to die for you to live. So that's why after becoming a Christian, don't die. <laughs> live. Live the life that he actually prepared for you. Why? Only Jesus' destiny is the cross. Okay, our destiny is to live, all right, the life of Christ on this earth, yeah. The cross for us is the old man, the old person in you, that one, yes, need to die. Actually, it's already died with Christ. You see, in the spirit, there is a spiritual world, very parallel to the physical world that you see now. You can touch and see and hear, you know, and feel. If God opened your spiritual eyes, because we're all spirit beings, right? You will see angels, okay? Some, if you go somewhere, then there are devils, right? But I believe the devil cannot stay around you, okay? So when you open your eyes, you will see angels, right? In your presence, you see blessings. But the thing is, the Lord, the devil, blind the eyes of the people. His only power is to blind you. All right, that's why it become a fortress. All these uh, negative thoughts, all these, not even negative is too weak a word. It's a fortress. It's a stronghold in our mind, okay? That sickness cannot be healed. Certain sickness cannot be healed. And all this thinking that I must be uh, successful in life, you know, to be, and then again, the word success is defined by the world, all right? And I must uh, uh, be smart. Okay, so we push our children until they commit suicide in Singapore, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of suicide cases, right, of, of students, you know? So what happened? The parents have this uh, belief system inside them, right? That every child must, this, the competition is so stiff, right? They must graduate, they must have degree, they must, 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 must. And they are pushed until the child cannot do, they just jump out of the window. Is that the life? Definitely not, right? From God, okay? So these all are strongholds, the Bible said, inside our mind that need to be torn down, removed, all right? So that it will not block us, right, to now think the way God thinks. What is the meaning of success? What is life all about, all right? The peace, the joy, okay? And the 
the ability, all right, to uh, rejoice, right, in times when outside looks very scary, and then no more fear the, the, the righteousness of God. Okay, when you see sickness, you feel scared, isn't it? You see a person lie down there, you know, about to die. The first thing, naturally, why we see we feel scared? Because we see in the natural, our mind says this person is sick and very, very sick, <laughs> paralyzed. Okay, and then automatically the carnal, the, the old mind will think, continue thinking, you know, die, show can die, no show will die. But if we have renewed this mind, okay, then what we see, you know, because Jesus sees different, right? So we are in Christ, we see with him different. Yesterday we saw one, there are so many cases, everyone can, can uh, help us to understand more how God sees, right? So Jesus don't see the person, the lady as, you know, no hope, 18 years already, very long already, the bones very stiff. We look into the natural, right? Oh, this person, the bones all twisted already. See? So we make all our decisions by the, the five senses, all right? But Jesus don't make decisions from his five senses of the, of the body. He make decisions from his spirit. He see from heaven. Heaven don't have this kind of, uh, you know, uh, sickness cannot stand in his presence. So he knows that he is who he is. He knows who he is. He is the son of God. Okay? And he can just speak and everything will change because whatever is in the physical realm is temporary. Whatever is in the eternal, in the spiritual realm is eternal. And what is eternal? His words. Okay? And the Holy Spirit. Okay? So he just speak. Lady, woman, be loosed. You know? And then he was set free. So this is an ongoing thing. For us, we already have his spirit now, all right, the new spirit inside. But we just need to see things from the way he sees. So the word seeing Colossians, seeing God from God's perspective, is not intellectually understood. Okay, so in the world we learn about this. Oh, I must see from this perspective, I must see from that perspective. So we become very intellectual here. Now, God's perspective is totally alien to the human mind. Because his perspective is, <laughs> where's the problem? <laughs> there is no problem. Okay, Imagine, that's how Jesus thinks. And we can have his mind, right? The more we feel ourselves and build our spirit, okay? And, uh, and realize that, hey, first we have to recognize where we are, okay? Oh, oh, goodness, I'm thinking like this. That means I'm thinking exactly as a normal human being. But are you a normal human being today? In Christ, you are not right. You have been born again from where? So the first session of uh, the the class of developing the uh, hidden man of the heart is about your birth, your spiritual birth. You are born from above. You have the genes of heavenly God. Okay, you are born from God. You have His genes inside you. But where is it in the spirit? So until. The, uh, Jesus come again, there will, we won't have a new body yet. And then this mind, we, uh, Paul tells us in Romans 12 that we need to renew it, renovate, pull, remove all the thinking of the world, okay? And put in, all right, the word of God so that this is how Jesus think. This is how we're going to think. 
all right? And it will come as you begin to meditate and feed and listen to the word of God as to who you are in the spirit, all right? Otherwise, we just put everything in and then we still you are still living by the senses. So our destination has changed. Hmm. Good news, right? We are no longer heading towards death. Okay, everything on this world is under death. Sin came in, death came in. Death means eventually you'll die, all right? This physical body will die. But before the physical body dies, all right, it already died in the mind <laughs> because we were, everything we think is died, especially Chinese. Say, <laughs> it's like a part of our, our language like that. All right, everything we say, die, say, say, you know, the first thing we see a problem, we say, say, <laughs> you see, how the devil has put that thought into our minds that everything we feel will end up death. We never say, life, life, we say, death, death. <laughs> okay, so. Now, we are going to renew this mind and see when God comes in, everything is life. Hmm? Everything is life. What is dead can become life. Right? That's why Jesus can call Lazarus up and raise the dead. And is it? It's only Jesus? It's all of us. Okay? Have that power because we have the Holy Spirit. But first, the problem is the, the thinking of the mind. So we renew. So first thing we know, we have a new destination you have a new purpose in life anymore uh, from now on you're no more serving formerly we were actually serving the devil because we were following his way but today we are going to turn 180 degrees all right to follow god's way okay his way all right in our lives and we have to learn new way New way you need to learn or not? <laughs> you need to learn, right? So uh, it's totally new. So that's where we learn. So it's, there's no automatic. Okay, now I want to get automatically. I know how to live this new life. Yeah, which baby automatic uh, born ready and then can suddenly live and then, you know, uh, work and do everything. No, okay. You have to learn also. Mother teach. But most of the time we teach still the ways of the world. Today, all right, if you uh, catch all this and you will be able to teach your babies from small, all right, the, the, about the spirit man. That's why the, the ministry, uh, uh, the youth ministry that is coming out, all right, uh, Evelyn Go's uh, daughter and some of your children who are coming in or, or, or you, okay, it's very important from young, okay, if from young they are just taught. Bible study, it is very dangerous. <laughs> Why? They, they will see Christianity as a religion. You know? So by the time they grow bigger, they will just either take it, oh, which religion are you? Fill in the, uh, no, the religion, Christian. I have no idea about who they are in Christ. Eh? And then worse, right? become more religious. <laughs> Remember the religious leaders? are the ones why religion teach what do good 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 do bad get bad do good get good that's religion and then god will punish you <laughs> we tell the children you don't be naughty ah. god see ah. <laughs> okay all of us are guilty of that right god see so we present to them a god who will punish them a god who is always watching over them to punish them when they misbehave 
And then they got a whole wrong picture of God. So when they grow big, they don't want to go near to God. <laughs> because punish, uh, better I don't go church. Because why? They're still in the flesh, right? So they still do wrong. But if we, when they are small, and you can put inside them, all right, the truth of a loving father, the truth of the spirit man, all right, being able to communicate with God, that, that a God who does not condemn them, but who God who loves them and died for them, and they can talk to Jesus. Prayer is it's just talking. It's so sad when people say, how to pray? Ah? You know, how to pray is like, uh, you know, you ask uh, Robert, how to talk to you? Ah? <laughs> that's, that's the question. How to pray? Ah? How do I talk to you? Ah? Just talk. Ah, okay. Father God is there. Talk. Talk to him. Tell him. He is a person. Just And the Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus is a person. There is no uh, idol there. No tree. Okay. Right. Remember uh, last time uh, we had worship idol. Right. So there was this... Um, Preacher, Chinese preacher, Chinese preacher also very funny and very interesting when I speak in Mandarin. So he said, you know, every day of my life is Fong Kong, Fan Kong, and then Fan Gao, and then Fong Kong, Fan Kong, Fan Gao. That means it's, it's, the, it's the rotate, la, the same thing, la, go to sleep, then go, get up, go work, then come back, go sleep. You know, that is the life. Okay? It, it's quite funny in Chinese. Right? And then he said, you know, you go to the temple, then he see this sleeping Buddha. And say, why are you sleeping? Huh? I got so many problems, you know. And then you're just sleeping there. <laughs> I talk to you and then you are just lying down there. He can hear me or not? cannot hear me. So we are talking, uh, Paul says, right? How come, you, you know, you talk to all this wood, all this metal, all right? They are created things from this earth. Can they help you? Right? Our God is the spirit. He is the real God. He can help you and you can live inside us and can make us a new creation. So the truth, right, will set us free. So if from young, right, you see, to build someone, the Bible also say, uh, teach them, guide them, right, from young. And a lot of uh, ministers today, right, God met them when they were young, you know. Uh, and that's, that's why we have the word inside them, feed them, and the ways God calls without knowing fully grace, God actually can teach them grace, all right? It's not only Joseph Prince, <laughs> all right? With due respect to him and all, uh, he has done wonderful work in our lives. His message is liberating a lot of people, okay? But who is the, the, the author of grace? It's Jesus, okay? So Jesus is the grace personified, all right? The person of grace. The Holy Spirit is the came to teach to reveal Jesus, right? To reveal grace. So God's grace has been a long time there in the book of Acts, all right? The grace message comes from the Bible, okay? It doesn't come from a minister. It doesn't come from me. It comes from the Bible. So along the, the, the times, right? The Lord has, the Holy Spirit has already uh, brought a lot of people to uh, ministers, especially to understand grace, okay? And of course, in the last days, God raised up uh, uh, Pastor Joseph Prince, all right, to teach it so that more people can uh, understand grace, all right? But it has already been revealed a long time ago in the book of Acts, <laughs> okay? When the Holy Spirit was uh, came after Jesus was uh, uh, dead, uh, died and rose again, grace already came, 
right? Grace already came in Jesus. So the Holy Spirit can uh, bring up a lot of children, a lot of people, his people today, all right? Those great men and women of God, they experience the grace of God, right? Directly from the Holy Spirit. And most of them received Jesus when they were young. So even if you receive Jesus when you're older, it doesn't matter. The only thing is you work a little bit harder <laughs> to, to get rid of those uh, wrong thinking and work a little bit harder to enter into the rest, okay? That, uh, to understand where you are coming from, okay? What is your obstacle? And then just get rid of that obstacle, all right? With the power of God and with the word. Mm. So the children's ministry are talking, uh, build them when they are small, when they are young, so that they don't have too much rubbish from the world, okay? And able to uh, feel straight away, build their spirit man, okay? To be sensitive to God, to be sensitive to the spiritual realm, not the, the, the realm of the bomos and the, uh, uh, the, the mediums, okay? They are very sensitive to the demonic realm, but we can be sensitive to the spiritual realm. We enter the spiritual realm legally through the blood of Jesus. Those without Christ, they enter the spiritual realm illegally. Okay? So we have the legal way. So our destiny, all right, has already been planned. Now we walk towards this new life to not only reach that call that God has for us, the purpose of your life, which the whole world is always talking about. You must have purpose. You're looking for purpose. You're searching for purpose. You know, life has no meaning without purpose. And we got the answer. <laughs> okay? We means we, the children of God. We, uh, if we don't know, even know what is our purpose and destiny, how are we going to guide the people out there? <laughs> it's like the blind leading the blind. Okay? Today, we don't have to be blind in the spirit. Okay? All of us can have open eyes in the spirit. That's why the prayer is pray Ephesians 1. All right, I uh, um, posted for you, personalized for you. I don't know how many of you are still praying it. <laughs> all right, in the new creation, remember Paul, all right, the apostle who got the revelation of the new spirit man and the creation, the new creation was given to Apostle Paul. Okay, of those who are born in Christ has got this spirit. So Paul talked about a lot about the inner man, the inward man, all right? In his epistles, our letters, okay? And Paul said, you know, he didn't call uh, in the church when he's talking to the church, right? He tell them that there's only two prayers to pray, <laughs> okay? Actually, the church of Jesus Christ, when they under the which is the body of Christ, of every one of you, when you know who you are, you won't even need prayer for healing because you will live in divine health. So the, the thing is for the people of God to open their spiritual eyes to, to see who they are and live in that spiritual realm of who they are. Okay, so for healing and all that, all right, is for the unbelievers who don't know Jesus, all right? So Jesus ministered to them and we, the children of God, the sons and daughters, are supposed to be the one ministering the power of God, the love of Jesus to them. But today, 
is like messed up. <laughs> okay, because the, in the church, there are a lot of supposedly sons and daughters of God who have no idea who they are. <laughs> so they need, all right, God to heal them, God to uh, bless them. But actually, we are sons and daughters who are already blessed, who are already healed in the spirit man first. Okay, so you see, that's why they are mourning in Zion. Zion means the church of, uh, always represent the new uh, uh, church, the church of Jesus. Okay, so they are still crying. Okay, so now is to build the body of Christ, all right, uh, where God has set the apostles, prophets, teachers, the fivefold ministry, to let them realize who they are. Okay, so when the church, the, the sons and daughters rise up, to who they are, these are the people who will live in divine health. That's why light means not just, oh, they see, okay, you are Christian, you are the light. No, they see your life totally different. You live in the blessings of God, okay? So blessings doesn't mean you need a million dollars in your bank account, okay? When you understand uh, the, the meaning of blessing in the new covenant, it's that you will never lack, okay? Whatever you think, Surely come, think about food, chili fish come already. <laughs> you know? So this is a blessing. All right, and the blessing that you can eat and enjoy. Okay, it's a blessing. A blessing that you'll never have to say, oh, I don't, you know, I have to worry. You know, being set free from worries is a blessing. You have to worry about your children. Okay. How? It's not telling someone, quote the verse, don't worry. It's when you know who your father is. If your father, you know, in the natural, the five senses, right? Your father has millions and millions of dollars. You automatically don't worry. That's because you trust in the sense realm, in the physical realm. Must have money, then only don't worry. But in the spiritual realm, money can come anytime. <laughs> because our father is the, right, owns the, the, the hills and the, the whole universe. That Jesus said, to the disciples, don't worry, you know, oh, need to pay tax. Okay, go to the fish there, open the mouth. And then the, the coin is there. This is the life of the new creation, right? No worries. Okay. Doesn't mean you don't work, okay? The, the wisdom of God, just, just work if God let you to that job, right? On that work, right? But you work without stress, knowing that the Lord is blessing you and increasing you and also how to... Uh, how to sow in the kingdom of God, how to reap. You reap, you sow, uh, you sow a smile, you reap a smile. This is a principle of God. Seed time and harvest time. God created that principle. There will always be sowing seed and there will always be harvest in the natural and in the spiritual, right? So you, there is an area where you know that God blesses you, all right? Even if you don't give or tithe, there is still the blessing. But in the uh, spirit, in the uh, financial blessing part, that is the, uh, the, the way that God has set, okay? Where you sow financial seed, there are only re reference of seed in the Bible to two. One is the seed of the word of God, okay? When you sow the seed of gospel, all right, Jesus Christ, then the person receives the seed in the heart and receives Jesus with the, with the heart, they believe unto righteousness, with the mouth, right? They, they speak and confession brings them the salvation or the manifestation, Okay, the other one, the Bible talks a lot, uh, Paul talks a lot about sowing the seed in the financial area. All right, it's the same as the gardener, all right, as the, the sower who plant. So when we plant, when we sow, 
into the right soil, okay, good soil uh, of ministry, then we will reap finances. So there is another uh, way of God as well. Okay, so this we learn different ways now, okay, <clears throat> which is a spiritual way. All right, so our whole journey in life now has a wow. I talk one hour already, haven't started move at all. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, the teacher always gets the most blessing, right? So that is our destiny, okay? It's supernatural. First of all, I want to get this into your heart. The moment you are born again, you're on a supernatural journey. Ooh. Your journey is supernatural. That means... You're no longer, you don't need to be controlled by natural circumstances and your five senses and your uh, the wisdom of the world anymore. All right? Okay. Whose son or daughter are you? Okay? So in order to walk in a supernatural life, first of all, you got born again. You didn't embrace a religion or a set of rules. All right? That's what religion is about. But Christianity is about birth, spiritual birth. So, which means if you are born, ah, those of you who are mothers, your baby got mother or not? <laughs> father or not? Are you the mother, the father? <laughs> okay, so which means when a baby is born or somebody gave birth to the baby, they have a mother or and definitely must have a father. Okay, then only is born. So, in the spiritual, okay, we are born again. It means we have father. Okay, so about spirit, don't worry about the mother part, okay? Just God is our father, right? So God, wow, you have a supernatural father, you know? Better than Bill Gates and, uh, you, know, you know, they only have this uh, natural world from this world. We have a supernatural father. That's why we call, we, we call God. Because the, the, the so-called gods of this world are useless. <laughs> when we hear the word God, we also say, oh, it's just someone that I find Simon. The same mentality, perspective we bring from the world to God when we come into uh, becoming a Christian, right? So God doesn't want to see us that way. He is the true God, okay? And he is become father. So the first thing in Romans, we know that, right, you have not received the spirit of fear, all right, a spirit of bondage to fear, but you have to receive the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Okay, so this is why this thing takes some time to sink into our spirit because you go to church, you definitely learn already. You also learn how to, uh, Robert, correct or not? You learn how to, to pray, Father in heaven, hello be thy name. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of us, uh, how many years, all right, you're in the church, you already learn all that. Have you seen him as your father all these years? <laughs> Not really, right? In a religious way. And then somehow you actually memorize it already. Okay, but today, okay, this is the, the, the blindness that the devil put there, right? That Christianity is another religion has been removed. The veil has been removed, right? When you got born again, you received Jesus. Okay, the reality is, God has become Father. So it takes some time to get to know Father God. All right? And we have to know Him, not from our mind, not from our five senses, from 
the spirit. Okay, so first thing, get rid of the thing about prayer. <laughs> prayer is not right now. Uh, I have to start, you know, from beginning how to do. Uh, first, introduce myself to God. God, I am so and so. Uh, you remember me? <laughs> okay. And then now I'm trying to apply your word of faith. <laughs> no. Okay. You talk to God straight away. How you talk to your father? Okay. Of course, earthly father sometimes have not represented themselves properly to us, right? But even how you talk to each other, right? If you have a, a, a good uh, natural father, it's easier for you to understand. You say, Daddy, straight away come to Daddy, right? I know for those of the older era, <laughs> like myself and some of you, we cannot approach our Daddy, right? They are very fierce, okay? But that's where we have to renew this mind and learn from the Word of God that God is not fierce, <laughs> okay? God is a loving Father, okay? A loving one, waiting for you to come and talk to Him. All right? Most of the time, we don't have time to talk to him. <laughs> Actually, he wants to talk to us. So first, identity is very important. For you to know who you are, they only know where you're going, right? <laughs> so your first identity is whose son are you? Okay, Who you belong to. That's why there's no way you can lose your salvation. Okay, Because you are born, your identity is a son of God or a daughter of God. right? So you cannot cut that one off. All right? And that salvation or conversion is a, is a matter of the heart. Only God knows the person's heart. Okay, so when you're born again, you are either born a son or a daughter. You are not born an animal, okay? So you have identity, you have name. And we, we are told from the Bible, all right, we also, we are born from God, all right, royalty. So we are joined as, we got inheritance, so whose son and daughter are you? Let's look at Jesus first, right? Because Jesus, <laughs> he knows who he, he, he is. Most believers take a long time to know who they are, all right? In Christ. So Luke chapter 2, when Jesus turned 12 years old. Hmm, I'm so happy because I also received a lot at 12. Praise the Lord. But if you are not, never mind, okay? <laughs> then let your children receive a lot earlier when jesus turned 12 his parents took him to jerusalem so he was normal right except he's not normal in the sense of he didn't partake of uh, adam's sin right because he was born of the holy spirit his parents took him to jerusalem to observe the passover this is a jewish custom as was their custom a full day after they began their journey home joseph and mary realized that jesus was missing so those of you who are parents will be able to understand this, right? You take your son, <laughs> 12 years old. Okay, Joan, I don't know if you can still remember or not when uh, uh, Nicholas was 12 years old, right? So imagine you take them and then go to the temple, okay? So on this journey, suddenly, you know, the temple there got a lot of people, right? Uh, so they always get to take them shopping and all that when they're small, right? As parents, we, we make sure they're around. But sometimes we distracted them, you know, we see, or shopping, uh, then we forgot about the children. <laughs> I think Chinglan more often because she got five. <laughs> so I just see beautiful dress, they forgot about uh, which of which children follow it, which children, which of the children follow her. So the possibility to uh, you know lose your children, especially they like to wander around, right? I say 12 years old. Okay, most kids are still uh, curious and inquisitive. Okay, so they will wander around. So they the father and mother, all right, physical father and mother realized that Jesus was missing. Okay, but this Jesus, a little bit different. Right? He didn't wander around to go and play. <laughs> okay, Because he, yes, 
he knew his identity. They had assumed he was somewhere in the entourage with the group, especially if you go on a tour, right? But he was nowhere to be found. After a frantic search, natural parents, okay? If you're, you lose your child, it, you just worry, right? You should become very panicky, all right? It's normal, okay? In the natural. Yeah, also remember in the spiritual, how, how our daddy feels, our father God, when we got lost. You know, we are sheep that went lost, right? He described us, right? As sheep that are lost. And if there are 100 sheep, 99, there's one lost. Ah, you, if you've got 100 children, <laughs> okay. so none of us have 100 physical children. Right? But I, I like to uh, pick on Chengman because she has the biggest number one. <laughs> Five, right? One missing or so, you already will do all you can if you realize they are missing. Right? <laughs> you will do all you can. Call the police, right? call everyone, wake up everybody, come and help me to look for my missing child. That is the heart of the father or mother, right? Natural parents. What about our father God? That's why Jesus, you know how God loves us? One sheep that is lost, his heart goes after them. And if why God raised you up, okay, to do that, to go after the lost sheep as well, okay? Because they are all in his heart. And then they went to search for him. You know, there's a verse that God's eyes run to and fro. Yeah, looking for his children that are lost. So we are the ones here today that God is raising up for you to go and look out for souls who are lost, just like they are God's children, you know, <laughs> like yours. Can you imagine your children lost? After being separated from him for, wow, three days. <laughs> three days they cannot find Jesus. <laughs> no, here is not the, the big, big Jesus that we are, the grown-up Jesus that we are always used to, right? Here is a 12-year-old boy. All right, to the parents, they are his 12-year-old baby, <laughs> right? And then missing. And then how many days? Three days. We want to make police report, make already, right? 24 hours can make police report already. And then Joan cannot sleep already. <laughs> not only Joan, all of us who are mothers or fathers, why can you just imagine you just lost your, your, your child for three days, right? looking everywhere. Then they finally found him. Wow. Don't know whether, look at here, the natural uh, emotion of a natural mother and father, okay, in such a state of losing your, your child, missing. Happy and angry <laughs> together, sitting among the Jewish leaders, listening to them and asking questions. <laughs> if you see your child, you've been frantically worried and, you know, go everywhere, find it. And this person, this child of yours, 12 years old, is, you know, like oblivious to the parents' feelings. And then he is just in the temple, right, in the synagogue, the Jewish temple, and he's listening to the uh, people there, all right, the Pharisees and all that. And then they're asking questions, he's answering questions, he's talking to them for three days. All who heard Jesus speak were astounded at his intelligent understanding of all that was being discussed and at his wise answers to their questions at 12 years old. Okay, he was able to answer the questions of the Jews in the temple, including the Pharisees there, all who were gathered there. So he was just having a good time <laughs> while the parents were having a 
horrible time. Okay, so his parents were shocked to find him there and Mary, normal, uh, scolded him. <laughs> Actually, it's a relief, but in your relief, we start to scold. <laughs> okay, because we are just human beings. All right, saying, Son, your father and I have searched for you everywhere. We have been worried sick over not finding you. This is the message question. All right, very contemporary. Why would you do this to us? See, we cannot understand because this is the natural realm. And their parents are reacting naturally. So this is how we always behave, right? In the natural. <laughs> but we are spirit beings. Okay. But Jesus is both in the natural realm, but he's in the spiritual realm as well. Say, why you do this to us? Uh? Okay. Jesus said to them, huh? Why would you need to search for me? <laughs> okay. So imagine your, your son turn around. Okay. At 12 years old, uh, Nicholas, mom, why you need to look for me? Listen, in a natural heart, you ask me such a funny question. Are your parents? Of course, I'm looking for you. <laughs> But Jesus was talking from another realm already. See, this is the realm that we can be in today. Okay, didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house concerned with him? Now, that means in the 12 years, right, Jesus lived normally as a baby, as a human being, right? Following the parents and everything. He was the carpenter's son, so he learned carpentry. All right, the parents' father probably taught him, Joseph. But when he was 12, all right, the age where, uh, to us, uh, in the Bible, the age of accountability, okay, where children can now decide, you know, where they can, whether to receive a lot or not. Though some children today, earlier, they already have able to, when you can discern right and wrong, okay, when they know the difference between, there's the age of innocence where they don't know, okay. So that part, if they, they die, all go to heaven but when they are able to discern and differentiate between right and wrong right they are accountable for their own sin that's why they need to receive jesus all right otherwise they will go to hell so jesus now spoke begin to speak as as uh, as this as a uh, in the spiritual realm all right as his uh, spirit man okay that he is his father his uh, uh, is God actually right because you have the natural father and mother talking to him and he is telling them I need to be in my father's house okay the word uh, in the other version that we are familiar with I need to be about my father's business the word business is not inside the original Greek okay it is about where he is okay not about so much about where, where what he's doing, right? So that has been not really translated correctly. Then we would think that you know we have to do uh, the father's work or, or, or father's business. Okay, no, it is about being where his father is. All right, and it will automatically, right, bring you to do what God tell you to do. All right, so he has to be in his father's house because they're looking for him. Right, where, where, right, where are you? So he was found in the presence of God. So where are we? Where do we need to be today as God's children? Is to be in his presence, in his house. Okay, no more the physical house. Today we are 
temple of the Holy Spirit, the Lord lives inside us. But wherever we are, we carry his presence also. But together, corporately, we gather together in his presence. If we are together and there is no presence of God, it is not church. <laughs> okay, It's just another gathering. So the main thing about the gathering is we must be in his house, in his presence, consumed with him. If today we are here and then we, you know, in the physical, right, we are waiting for finish, Pastor Stephanie could be finished <laughs> so that we can have coffee and tea, you know, and have our lunch, you know, in most churches we provide lunch, it's nothing wrong to provide lunch and all that, okay, but if our mind to go to church is just to eat or, you know, have fellowship with each other, then we are only in the natural realm of the five senses okay but here jesus recognized who he is all right and he told the parents who are nothing wrong with them they're in the natural realm that he need to be in his father's house then you see the people there were thinking what all of them are thinking natural realm right in the in the soul area Huh? His father's house? <laughs> his father mother looking for him 12, uh, three days already. Did everyone think his father and mother is Joseph and Mary? Because all of them were in the natural mindset. Okay? But Jesus knew who he was. That's why first, to know our destiny and destination, you must know whose child you are in the spirit. All right? If he, if he doesn't know that, all right, he will just continue to go up as a normal human being. But he is God's son. So he said, I must be consumed with him. That means everything about him is what I'm concerned about. Spirit, soul, and body. Right? Today, this is what believers are supposed to be. Okay? That our whole mind, you're not being extra spiritual. That's you, who you are, your spirit. Your well, spirit is spiritual. <laughs> okay? But we don't understand what spiritual. We think spiritual means, you know, must be able to fly through the sky or, you know, all that. Or, you know, be very good behavior and all that. That's not spiritual. Spiritual is to be consumed, all right, with the Father, with the things of God. Understanding who you are and why you were created. Okay? Consume with Him. It, that is why it's about relationship. This is relationship. That's why God stirred in Evelyn God, right? The desire in her spirit man, right? To want to know God more. It is about not wanting to go church more. <laughs> it's not about wanting to, you know, uh, preach more or do more. It's about to know him more. Consume, all right? Fill with him. Eat him, okay? Let him eat you and you eat him, okay? Consume with him. Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand. Uh, okay, but Mary, I believe, understand a little bit more, right? Because she was used by uh, angel appeared to her, right? To she know her conception, she know that this was this baby to born will be the son of God, all right? Already told her by the angel. Okay, but they were still in the physical, uh, natural realm, in the soul area, right? Because also Jesus had not uh, died yet. But Mary and Joseph cannot fully understand. 
So the unbeliever, all right, if you are not born again, will never be able to understand the things of God. So don't sit down to an unbeliever and explain, <laughs> you know, about God, about the, uh, you know, the things of God, you know, don't value the world, value God. They cannot understand what you're talking about, okay, because they are still dead, still blind. The only way to open their spiritual eyes is through the gospel. First, it has to be the gospel, which is the message of Jesus Christ, telling them that it's very simple. Sometimes it's, you think, if I tell this, maybe they won't believe. Lah. You know, just tell them, oh, Jesus is the son of God. He come from heaven to die for our sins. We all have sinned. You see, if, to us, we think it's too simple. So we tell them longer story. <laughs> Explain to them how God created Eve, lah, Adam, lah, and then blah, 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 blah. And then they... I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so that doesn't save them. No need to tell them the whole story. First is to open their spiritual eyes. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who do that. And through the gospel, the gospel is the good news that Jesus came to die for them. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will convict them. Just a simple message, right? That's why it's foolishness. The gospel is foolishness to the world. Huh? Just like partaking the communion is foolishness. You just eat one small piece of bread can get healed. The wisdom of God is different. Okay, to get rid of that the the the, the, the logic of the world. So no need to explain the whole Bible to them. Okay, just tell them about Jesus being the Son of God, died for their sin. They all have sinned. You have sinned in you. All right, and Jesus came to die for remove your sin, take his take your sin and your sickness. Right? If you need to pray for them, pray for them. And that's about it. And then do you want Jesus in your heart, in your life? Okay, then you say yes. Give them, uh, lead them with the prayer of salvation. That's all. After that only, okay, then they can understand the Bible. If not, they cannot understand. Okay, so this Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand. All right, because they are still from the soulish mind what Jesus meant. Jesus went with them back home to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured Jesus' words deeply in her heart. See, Mary treasured those words, okay, because she has already uh, heard the angel talking to her earlier. Okay. So, but one thing here, remember, when you are spiritual, don't go and tell all your parents, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. <laughs> Okay, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Okay, you're not my parents anymore. Okay, so no, Jesus went back home to Nazareth and was obedient to them. All right, if you are spiritual, you will still be obedient to your parents. Okay, the, the one of the laws of the Ten Commandments is obey your parents. But today, that commandment is still in the new covenant, right? In Ephesians chapter 6, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, okay, added in these three words, in the Lord, that's why sometimes, you know, we, those days when our parents object us to, uh, to become a Christian, we still, that one we cannot obey, okay, other things we obey, they ask you to wash clothes, you obey, okay, <laughs> they ask you to do housework, you obey, okay, or whatever they put, the, uh, uh, you know, on you, we still obey, that is our testimony to our parents, okay? We don't go against the, who are, whoever is older than us, all right? That is the, the, the character of the new creation, okay? But 
with only one area we cannot obey, right? If they don't allow you to be a Christian, right? That part that's why we will be persecuted, right? Sometimes disowned, okay? In the in the Muslim circle, right? A lot of parents disown their children for believing in Jesus, and they are willing to be disowned. So we are willing, right? If our parents, uh, you know, every time we come come back from church, they will make noise there, okay? But we had to take that, okay, as a as some sort of a persecution, all right, for Jesus we suffer. But don't. But some Christians are to, uh, really over overboard, okay. Then they go and tell the, the parents, no, 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 all sorts of nonsense, you know that. Um, now my Christian really, we don't fight them, but through our uh, character, right, we show the love of God to them. That's all. Until one day. They see Jesus and they want to come to know Jesus also. All right. So, but we cannot compromise this part. You cannot say, don't let me become a Christian. Don't let me receive Jesus. All right. And those days we even go to church and many Christians um, get beaten up by their parents. But one day their parents come to know Jesus, but they still love them. I know you've heard a lot of testimonies, right? Even Smith Wigglesworth. Yeah, I, uh, not that I just remembered, right? When he received the Lord, I think, uh, no, his wife received the Lord first. And he was still a hidden <laughs> unbeliever. And then he was used to lock the wife out of the house, <laughs> you know? Lock her out, you know, don't let her come in. After a while, the, Lord, the wife endured it, you know, endured all this type of treatment. And one day, uh, her, her testimony, her love, Right, touch his heart, and he also became uh, a believer, and that's where he reached his destination. Mighty evangelist of God, right, saving many souls and moving in the power of God. So, right, do not disobey your parents. All right, obey them in the Lord. It is not law; it is from our heart. It is something that God honors, right? Because there is a blessing to obedience to your parents. Anyone know what the blessing? Efficient six. Long life. Yes, long life. Okay, <clears throat> long life belongs to you, right? When we disobey, that is a, the curse of the law, right? But today we are redeemed from the law, but a special blessing is given. See how God honors parents. So, because God put them there for you, you are very blessed to have parents, right? Those people who have no parents have to grow up in an orphanage. <laughs> They cry for a parent. They cry for, you know, someone to just hold them and say, you know, girl or boy. And then we, we, get, we got sick of our parents calling you girl or boy. <laughs> they never had a parent to, you know, uh, give them something to eat, right? They had to eat all in a group, in an orphanage. No one that they could call daddy or mommy when they feel pain, when they feel, but you are so blessed. Okay, so even if your parents nag you, <laughs> Thank them <laughs> that you can hear some nagging. You know, ask the orphans. They will anytime want to exchange place with you, <laughs> right? Because they have never heard a parent, you know, a mother nag them. And to them, it could be the most beautiful sound to have a mother nag them. Because they had, they never had mothers. They were thrown away or given away when they were born, you know. So appreciate your parents and love them and obey them. Right in the Lord, this is God's heart. 
as Jesus grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. So, right, Jesus submitted himself to the parents in the natural, but without forgetting that he is the son of God, that he has a destiny, okay, to fulfill coming to this earth. Otherwise, he just continue and then he didn't go to the cross, none of us will be here. <laughs> okay, if he just continue living the carpenter's life, right, then he never go to the cross because he has a will as well, right? Remember the free choice. He has a will because in the garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane that is where he exercised his will, right? He says, not my will, but yours be done. So Jesus also had to choose whether to do the Father's will, fulfill his destiny to die for all of us, or no need. Because he, he, he cannot die, okay? If he chose not to die, his, his body has no sin. So physically, he cannot die. Okay? Only sin can decay and corrupt and, and die. So where, why he can die is because he took our sin upon himself. God put your sin and my sin on him because he was born of God, right? Of Holy Spirit. There was no way he would choose to live. He can live forever <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> but he chose the will of God, right? So each one of us can choose our destiny after we know we are born again, after we know we belong to God. We can choose. God never force you. If you do not want to, uh, you know, walk this journey or, you know, it's your choice, right? God still bless you. So he chose right, to uh, go to the cross. That was his destiny for you and me to be born again. And as he grew in submission to his parents in the natural, all right, but in the, in the spiritual, all right, in submission to God, so did wisdom and maturity. Ah, all of you want wisdom, right? Yeah. So how? Wisdom and maturity as we grow in God, right? Begin, continue to hear him. Continue to grow in his word. You want wisdom? Proverbs, the Bible has the most wisdom. All right? Proverbs. All right? And then Jesus is the one with the most wisdom. That's why we have Jesus is made unto us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. First thing that he became for us is wisdom from God. Right? So you ought to know how to operate in wisdom. Look at Jesus. Read the gospel. Okay? See how Jesus treats people. This is the part that we have the least wisdom, right? We don't know how to treat people. Correct? <laughs> uh, That's why in the end, we get a lot of headache, all right? And uh, we don't know how to what, what to do when the devil attacks us. Okay? Yeah, this morning, right? Uh, in, in, my, in my home, right? We have uh, uh, Daphne saw, right? My housemate. Yeah. Yeah, it can, I can feel very down, you know? Just, just scolding me and... Uh, uh, in, indirectly, Daphne, okay, for coming over to my place, just to put the computer here. You know, she's an unbeliever, but yeah, you know, full of anger, full of uh, this one, you know, start scolding and shouting. Yeah, right. But I know, you know, that she doesn't know Jesus, right? And I have to forgive her, okay? As well as not let her affect me. Otherwise, I cannot teach you already. <laughs> I'll be so full of angry, anger with her, right? So we must know who we are in the spirit in order to operate in the spiritual. So the devil can try to attack us. How do we treat? How do we handle all those things? All right? With the wisdom of God. See how God handled how, uh, from the Bible. And as we come and learn, more and more wisdom is in Christ. Okay? It's not in the old covenant. Although we learn a lot 
from the old covenant, all right, the, the characters there and all that, we learn. But it's all about Jesus today. He was the favor of God, and then he grow maturity. That's why our spirit man need to grow. The favor of man increased upon his life, for he was loved greatly by God. Okay, I like this uh, translation here, all right? When it says that he knows, he, you know, that when you know and when you experience God's love for you, that love will bring favor from men. It's not us trying to love men, okay? Because a person who does not experience the love of God or who thinks that God don't love them, not as much as God loves uh, Stephanie or God loves so-and-so, right? You, you, you will not permit that love to others. You'll not be able to, you know, uh, bring that love to others. First, you need to receive, okay? An empty vessel cannot pour out. There's nothing to pour out. So you, when you know you are loved by God, all right, and you experience his love, and you keep on receiving his love, right? You don't even need to do anything. You automatically flow out with love and favor increases upon your life, all right? You want more favor? Receive more love from God, from your heavenly father, all right? And then favor from other people keep increasing, so it's not by you doing. Hmm? Grace is really got nothing to do with you. But automatically, as you receive God's love, it comes out automatically, naturally. I was, the best word is naturally, supernatural. The people of Israel kept doing, kept right on. Okay, go, now, now I will bring you to uh, an example in the Bible of someone God uses to fulfill her destiny, all right, her calling uh, of God in the Old Testament, all right, but it's an interesting uh, personality person here. It's in the book of Judges. Okay, I have not really shared about her for, uh, before. Okay, the people of Israel kept right on doing evil. So in the time of the Judges, right, the children of Israel were always like that, right? They're always uh, doing uh, evil, disobeying, God, and then after that, when they get into trouble, they will call God, call unto God. But never once did God say, serve you right. <laughs> no, most of us will say, serve you right. Ah. Who asked you to be so disobedient? Ah, now you, you reap ah. <laughs> all the sickness, ah, all the problem. Ah, because you were very, you know, misbehaved. God is never like that, you know. No matter how disobedient, or naughty the children of Israel were, each time they caught, of course, you know, what if they are naughty, they will, of course, because they are living under the law, right? But yet God is, the grace is still there. So the law is, if you disobey, these things will happen to you. So they will start to be, you know, uh, suffering again. Uh, and then they will cry to God. So always cry to God. Don't worry. You know, God is that father. Even you long time no pray. <laughs> It's okay, all right? Long time no read Bible. It's okay, all right? He's just waiting for you to come back to him as well, you know, to, to talk. He's always there, okay? Just come back to him. If you are a, that's why parents, when you understand the grace of God, don't push away your children by putting law on them. No one wants to go to a parent who is always telling them, you shall not do this, you do this, you do that, you, you know? You do this, I don't friend you anymore. I, you know, no more allowance. Or stay in the corner or no, or no food for you. 
okay, your, eventually your child will run away from you, especially as you grow older. Okay, then you say, why? Uh? Why my child now teenager already? Uh, don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> you know, but, but problem, uh, go tell the, the friend, another friend, but don't talk to me. You know why? <laughs> because you're too scary. <laughs> okay. okay, same way as, just think of, think of it this way, same way as we would do to our parent or we would, how we relate to our parent who's fierce, it's the same way the children will relate to us. But we cannot do it by our own self, right? This grace has to come from God, right? And then you will see, uh, we will learn how to dispense this grace to our children, all right? The more we want them to come to us, sometimes we end up pushing them away, right? By putting the law in between. Okay, then same way, that's why we can come to God. Why? We won't come, people won't come to God if they think God is, you know, have something against them or wants them to behave. God doesn't need you to behave. God made you good and then God just wants to fellowship with you. All right? Anytime, that's the our daddy God. Just come back to him, talk to him. And see, this is how he, he, he answered the children. Children of Israel really got a, 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 a reputation, really, a record. Okay, that they always mumbling, grumbling, and then after that got problem, then they come to God. But still, God is there. So that time, God, uh, there was an enemy, right? The physical enemy. And this army, all right, the, the enemy, the captain, uh, general of the enemy uh, side is called Sisera, who lived in Hiroshi, uh, who was the commander of the army the enemy side. The people of Israel cried out to God because he had cruelly oppressed them uh, with his 900 iron chariots for 20 years. Okay, yesterday we heard 18 years the devil oppressed this woman okay, with this sickness, right? Spirit of infirmity of uh, uh, not being able to, uh, to stand straight. Then here again, you know, many, many years one, see nothing with God, no problem. He, the, the devil, today is the devil, right? Cruelly uh, oppressed them with 900. So they were under oppression uh, of the, of the uh, army, the Caesarea. And then God raised up judges, all right? People who, uh, uh, men of God actually, who will stand in, for the children of Israel to help them in all their disputes and whatever problems they have, right? Because they're always fighting with each other. <laughs> okay, I don't have an, another picture. So God raised up uh, Deborah, right? Deborah or Deborah um, as the only, at that time, the only women uh, uh, judge. Okay, most of all the judges, not most, were male men. But here was uh, only two chapters of this lady called Deborah, uh, whom God raised up to be a judge because the people all, you know, having a lot of uh, dispute among themselves. Uh, among themselves also a problem, all right? And then there's the enemy there, another big problem. So they don't see, that's why they were very scared of the enemy because among themselves, they already got a lot of problems. So that is the church, right? Today, the body of Christ. Within the church, brothers and sisters fighting, <laughs> okay? Got a lot of problem already, okay? So God raised up uh, this lady called Deborah. She was a prophet. Okay, a prophet at that time, all right, is one who hears God and then tells the people what God's will is, all right, what's God's uh, uh, way or what God is talking, what God is saying, because the people cannot hear God, all right? So God only speaks to 
uh, prophet, priest, and king at that, at that time. So this, she was a prophet, okay? She can hear God. So the wife of Lepidol, so she was also a normal person, right? Uh, all of you are wives, right? So she is a normal, uh, in the natural, the wife of this person. She was judge over Israel at that time. And people come to her for judgment. She held court under Deborah's palm between Ramah and Bethel in the hills of Ephraim. So she was sit under a palm tree, all right? Uh, where there is shade, cooling, peaceful and cooling, right? You cannot, uh, you know, settle dispute when you yourself also in <coughs> stress. <laughs> I got already so much problem. Someone they come and come to me with their problem. That's why she need to have the peace of God. She need to be, you know, to hear God, right? And you know, uh, you, if you have children, you know, children always fight, right? So. You, you cannot say, I don't want to care who is right, who is wrong. All, right? All of you just shut up. <laughs> Mommy already got a lot of headache. <laughs> so that's normally how we treat our children, right? And they all cannot in rotan. Okay? But this is not how God treats us. Hmm? So again, right? When we understand the way of God, right? And with the new creation heart and now the mind, we are able to raise up children, raise up sons and daughters of God who will also have that wisdom of God, how to handle people. You see, ministry is all about people. Yeah, whether you are behind the scene or in, in the limelight, it's all about people. You cannot, if you don't want uh, to handle people or deal with people, then we need to go heaven faster <laughs> because there you don't need to do anymore. <laughs> you don't need to deal with people. <laughs> all right, here, Every part of your life, all right, from the day you were born, okay, is about people. <laughs> no man is an island, right? So that's why there are people who don't want to meet people and then they, they live a secluded life. You can't, can't do anything with them, right? But if your life, God has already called you for a purpose, definitely you will deal with people, right? Whether in your work, in the secular world, right, is to help us to learn and understand people. Okay, and how God see them. Every mistake that we make is to teach us about people. And at the end, when we come to know God's way, all right, this is how God treats people. And we begin to have, uh, not try to be like God, we are like God. In the spirit, we already have been, we have his nature. Okay, it's just how to manifest it that we, because of the, uh, the old way in the mind, okay, that we are still, uh, under bondage. So, like uh, uh, Lan, right? You sure have your children come to you. Mommy, you know, go <laughs> wrong. And then this one, mommy, you know, Jeche or, 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 you know, the, the younger sister. And you have to be a judge <laughs> to see who is right, who is wrong. Punish, don't punish the wrong one. So you need wisdom, okay? Uh, yeah, Janice got two little boys, right? So she need wisdom here. Don't punish both of them because when you, unless both are wrong, all right? Because, the you know, when King Solomon, all right, was a uh, king, okay? He had to also exec execute uh, justice, right? That's why he asked God for wisdom, all right? Uh, in the prayer of Ephesians, Paul said, pray for the spirit of 
revelation of wisdom, of understanding, all right, then we can do the work of God, all right? We can be like Jesus. Jesus know who is right, who is wrong, okay? <clears throat> but he also correct in grace, he also teach in grace, all right, with the love, okay? And, uh, you know, when you bring up children, we need a lot of wisdom because the way we bring them up will cause them to have the same idea of who God is, the way we treat them. They will think that this is God. This is, my daddy treat me like this. This must be God. My mommy treat me like this. This is God. You know, punish both of us. I'm not wrong, but why am I punished? Okay, so we have to have the wisdom of God in raising up kids, as well as spiritual children. <laughs> in the body of Christ, it's all babies. A lot come first in uh, spiritual babies in big body. Uh, physical big bodies but inside they are small babies so we need the wisdom of God okay so remember here all right every one of you is being trained and imparting right the wisdom of God for you to fulfill your destiny a destiny is not just have a lot of money and then bless everyone that's fine okay but the full true destiny we will see at the end right is to be like Christ, and what did, who is Christ most concerned about? Okay, the people of Israel went to her in matters of justice. God is a just God. Okay, so when we represent God, we have to be just. We cannot say, I don't want to think. <laughs> you know, I don't want to think. I don't want to take sight. We are not taking sight. We just need to see God's mind there. All right, as uh, Solomon, all right, there are two women, right, with the babies. I, I already talked earlier, right? Uh, one, the baby died, and then there was a dispute. They come to you to solve the problem, okay? So we need the wisdom of God to solve the problem. And the wisdom of God, first thing is justice. Justice is very important. We must be fair and just, just as God is fair and just. So what is the first justice of God to us? He didn't punish you. He punished Jesus on your behalf. And that he satisfied the justice. Because he, if he didn't punish Jesus and he let you and me go off like that, God is not a just God. Because a just God had to punish sin. Why we can stand before the devil righteous is because the devil now cannot stand. He cannot accuse God of injustice. That, hey, cannot simply, why you simply make Joan your daughter? Huh? You know, <laughs> she didn't pay for her sin, you know. And then your words say the wages of sin is death. She should die. So I'm not going to listen to her if she tells me to get out. See, very important. God is the ruler of this universe. <laughs> He's the king. So one of the things about God, attribute of God is a just God. So a just God must go by what he say. And he, in his justice, sin has to be punished. The wages of sin is death. Okay, but God has a way. All right. So God said, Jesus, you, will you go down and die for them and be punished on their behalf? So that now the devil cannot accuse me and not only that 
of injustice, but now the devil can be scared of Joan. <laughs> and then, Joan, who is your lawyer? You got lawyer, you know? <laughs> Jesus is our advocate. Right? The Bible says, if the devil accuses you, you got no right to cast me out, you know, or tell me to get lost. Then the, he said, my lawyer is Jesus. He's also my <laughs> redeemer. He's also my uh, mediator. He's also my sacrifice. All right? That is your, Jesus is so many things to us, you know. He speaks on your behalf, and then you can also stand him. Jesus already paid the price, okay, for my punishment. So remember the law of double jeopardy. Jeopardy, a crime cannot be punished twice, okay. So God punished Jesus already. God is not going to punish you. That's why He now legally can make you just like Jesus righteous so that the devil also scared of you but the only problem is when christians don't know this part that they are legally righteous before god and before the devil because justice has been meted out at the cross two thousand years ago so your salvation your standing all right is very legal based on the justice of god so you can stand to tell the devil like the way Jesus talked to the devil. Okay, no fear. So she was, a, uh, Deborah was a judge and she was able to settle the disputes of the people and be just, okay? Very important, huh? justice of God. She sent for Barak, okay? So the story, she has a general. She is just a, maybe you call it housewife, all right? A normal person like us, and but a judge and a prophetess. Then she sent for, they were at that time, internally, Israel people dispute, so they had to go to her. All their problems. And then, at the same time, they have outside problem, which is the enemy. So, there is the army. All right, Israel always have army, right? All right? Until today also. Then, there has this general of the army called Barak. Barak is the son of Abinom from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, it has become clear that God, the God of Israel, command you. But uh, she, she said to him, right? She is the, just a housewife, <laughs> okay? And she, but a judge, all right, for the people of property, she talked to the commander of the army, Israel's commander, Barak. Go to Mount Tabor and prepare for battle because this army, uh, the enemy has oppressed them for 20 years already, okay? So besides internal problem, they got external Take 10 companies of soldiers with you, uh, with Natalie and Zebulun. I'll take care of getting Caesarea. See, she is a woman. Caesarea is the commander of the other uh, the, the enemy army who has 900, what, those uh, metal, uh, what do you call those? Uh, tanks, uh, all right? And the children of Israel were so scared, actually, they got nothing. You can see that. And she, as a woman, she's not a commander of the army, you know? She's not a soldier, okay? She's a wife and she is a judge. She is the prophetess. Remember, your connection with God is the most important. I'll take care of the, getting Caesarea, the leader of Jabin's army, to the Kishon River with all his chariots and troops. So he got 900. And I'll make sure you win the battle. A woman talking to the general of the army okay i'll make sure you win the battle why why she dare to say that because she already heard from god 
because she is telling him what God is saying, that God will give them the victory. Now, she has no idea how it's going to happen. Okay? How the victory is going to happen. Okay? Now, God didn't tell her how. But she knows what God tell her. Just God tell her, you this tell this general, Barak, that you uh, they will win the battle. Just go out. Go out and, uh, you know, take the men, your soldiers, the army. At that time, go and fight. But how it's going to happen, she don't know. So it's like, how is God going to do the healing? How is God going to, we don't know. But we just know, God says, he's healed. So I'm going to speak the word of God to you. God says, he is a good God. He will bless you. So I just tell you, he is, go bless you. How God is going to bless you, only God knows how. All right, you believe, you will receive. All right, I only give you what God say. All right, and then it says, you win the battle. Barak said, if, I, if you go with me, I'll go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. <laughs> so not, this is not about, uh, I believe it's not about Barak being a coward. Okay, he's the general army. But I believe that Barak recognized the authority and the anointing of God on uh, Deborah, the prophetess. Okay, so it's very important. So sometimes, yeah, we, we, we are ladies here, right? And we are, I'm very grateful for, yeah, we only have one uh, guy, guy here, Robert Lowe. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I don't believe she, he, 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 he uh, submitted because you know, of uh, me you know, strong or whatever. He just see, uh, am I correct? Right? You see the anointing of God. Right? Then uh, he's willing to submit to that anointing. So it doesn't matter if it's upon a lady or a man. Right? As you know, God's anointing is upon the person. Right? Uh, whether you're a man or woman, you just uh, submit. And Barak was very humble. Okay, he said, you go with me, I'll go. All right? He knows that, what, what is he talking about? Because Deborah had the presence of God. He's a prof, she's a prophetess, right? And she has the wisdom of God as a judge. So, Barak know that, I mean, probably, they, they know the history of uh, Israel, right? Every time about the, the priest, the presence of God, all that. And usually every battle is won by God doing the, the work. All right, one by uh, uh, the, the miracles of God, the presence of God, the, the art of the covenant always go first, right? The priest always go first. So Barak has some uh, understanding of that, although he's trained as a general, all right, in the physical fighting. So he recognized that God must be with them, all right, for them to, be, to win the battle. If this woman, who is a prophetess, all right, tells him that God will, you know, you will win this battle, then I want her to go along, <laughs> maybe. Uh, okay. So actually he can go by himself as well, right? But he recognized, all right, that uh, the presence of God at that time, very important to be with you. So he says, then he said, you must, you go with me. Uh. Okay, then she said, of course I'll go with you. Now, she's a woman, she got no uh, uh, armor one, you know, <laughs> no weapon one, and they are fighting, uh, not 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 spiritual, uh, you know, like what what we are today. Jesus already fought, fought the war, but they are fighting a physical battle, all right. And the other side are soldiers, all right, with a uh, uh, army. They have uh, all these uh, tanks and everything. Okay, she got no, probably don't even have the the shield or whatever. She just go, hearing from the Lord, okay, and believing God. What God say, God will do. Okay? And he said, okay, I go with you. 
now. It's like, uh, you know, there's a fighting, like, like uh, Malaysia or whatever, right? The army is going to fight. And then suddenly, uh, God called uh, Catherine to go and fight. And then she, she, she's not prepared for fight. She don't have this armor. She don't even know how to hold the, the, the gun, you know, and all that kind of thing. And then she said, okay, I go. Just like that. <laughs> this is exactly what the situation is, all right? Uh, Deborah, with not a soldier in the natural, says, okay, I go. Why? Because she heard. That's why it's very important to hear uh, the, uh, God, all right? And also to know who you are. She knows who she is. She knows she's a prophetess. She knows she had, God has given her wisdom. She knows God is with her. And then, but of course, in this situation, she said, understand with that attitude like that, there will be no glory for you. But Barat doesn't really, it's a, it's a very humble man. He doesn't bother that, you know, the glory don't go to him as a man. Right? He just wanted the presence of God. God will use a woman's hand to take care of Caesarea. Now, in this case, it was not even it was not Deborah who killed uh, Caesarea. There was another woman. Okay, I won't go into that story. There, there are two women here. All right. So Deborah, another woman, I forgot the name maybe. Uh, J, J, sorry, J. All right. She was the one, also an ordinary woman. And this Caesarea is the commander of the army, you know. But she was the one who actually literally killed him with a pack of the tent. All right. So the story you can read. Only two chapters, very short one. Then later on, Deborah got ready and went with Barak uh, to Kadesh. Barak called Zebulun and Natalie together at Kadesh. Ten companies of men followed him. Deborah was with him. So he's, she's going with the army. So I think this is a, quite a good picture. Uh, see, she's different. She's not the, the army, right? That, that is supposed to be Barak. So she goes with the army, all right, with Barak, the general. In the time of Shang, uh, Shangga, son of Anna, in the time of this, uh, public roads were abandoned. So this is the situation of the, the army of the Jews, Israel at that time. They were so scared. Remember, they were 20 years under the oppression of Caesarea, of this enemy, until they avoid the roads. <laughs> okay, Travelers went by back roads because in the main road, the, the enemy is there. So the people of children, the children of God, who were actually had a powerful, mighty God, suddenly becomes they are for twenty years, okay, oppressed by this enemy until they dare not even go out onto the public road for fear of the enemy. And warriors, the supposedly warriors, <laughs> all right, Israel was an army, okay, of warriors, men that who were all trained to fight. They became fat and sloppy. <laughs> Why? For 20 years, they never fight already. Okay? 20 years, they were like give up already. They gave up to the enemy. They let the, the enemy rule them, oppress them, take over them. There was no more fight left in them. What kind of army is that? It's like, um, that's why God raised up Deborah. Deborah believed in God. Okay? The army in their own strength had no more fight. And they actually had no more uh, weapons. Then Deborah rose up, a mother in Israel. God chose new leaders who then fought at the gates and not a shield or spear to be seen among the 40 companies of Israel. For 20 years, the people were so uh, discouraged, you know, so defeated in their mind that they don't even hold a spear or a shield anymore. Okay, so they were, in their mind, they already defeated Okay, in this battle, and God raised up a woman <laughs> to bring 
victory to the 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 the, uh, the, the people of Israel. And Barak was a wonderful uh, general who who treasured and honored God. So what happened after that? How did they win this war? Anyone know? Uh, this uh, this war. <laughs> they don't have they don't have shield. They don't have spear. How they win? Uh, scholar. <laughs> How they win? Okay, really. After he ran to uh, one woman's uh, tent and then she covered him and cut off his head. And they okay, that was the ending part. Why did this Cicera run away? Okay, because there were many people from the enemy side. God actually poured down heavy rain. <laughs> okay, so it was done by God. Okay, and then remember they have this um all these iron chariots. It was so heavy, the downpour. You can read it in chapter 5, all right? The, the song of victory of uh, Deborah and Barak, right? That all these iron tanks, or uh, I don't know what you call them, chariots, sank into the mud. <laughs> so what you have is this, all right? They all were killed or stuck, you know, in the rain and the mud. They sang by themselves. So it was a divine intervention of God. Okay? Deborah don't know anything. How is going to be, how is going to, uh, they're going to win, but he, she just declared the word of God. What God said that they will win this battle. All right? And just needed uh, Barak to bring 10,000 of his men who had no shield, no sword, and defeated in their minds. <laughs> God did it for them. You know, it's like Jesus and then after that, that's why the commander, Caesarea, you know, ran from the situation and uh, the, another lady, JL, I think, yeah, go and use the 10 pack, is what uh, uh, Robert said, right? And killed him, gave him milk and all that. So, so that was the other story. Otherwise, he won't run away <laughs> if God didn't do this, all right? So in our today, all right, our, what, what did Jesus do for us? He just asks us to rise up only. He is the one who already defeated the devil. The devil who oppressed people in their minds, in their mental, right, giving them the defeat that the devil is greater, all right, the disease is greater, the virus is greater, cancer is greater, right? God has no more power in that, you know, we, 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 we are not strong anymore, okay? All these lies of the devil in the soul area. And then, Jesus already just do for us. He just defeated the devil. He, he, he knows we cannot do it. All right? That's where we all come from. We all were, if, if not in our own strength, we were all defeated people. Okay? But God intervened, all right, and killed the enemy, destroyed Satan and all his works. Okay? And then it's now for us to rise up, just like David and Goliath, cut off the head of Goliath after he has hit him. Okay? Goliath is strong and mighty in the natural, but David moved in the spiritual. Okay? He knew who his God was. He knew who he is in Christ. So today is about you and me knowing you are you, whose son are you? Whose daughter are you? All right, Deborah knows. Okay, whatever the enemy comes against her, right? If God has said, 
you will win the victory, then you will win. God will do supernaturally. All right. So if there is a cancer, there is a disease, there's a sickness, there is a, something that the devil has put on you, it just needs the sons and daughters of God to rise up and speak. Not by your own power. <laughs> it's not by our own intelligence or our own gifting. Actually, really, you know, when you come to think of it, everything that happens in the supernatural, every miracle and blessing, you stand aside, you stand up and then say, it's not me, Lord. If you didn't appear, if God didn't appear in this situation and, you know, rain down from heaven, the, the torrents of rain, so that they all got, you know, panic and uh, uh, drowned or, like, you know, they cannot win the battle. Because remember, the children of Israel were on the losing side. They had no spear. And the worst part is in their mind, all defeated already. There are no fight left in them. Yet, this is the goodness of God. All right? That the battle already won. Right? Against the devil. The big, big devil already defeated. And now, it is just conquering over our mind. Ruling this mind. How good is God? And if we begin to speak, the word of God, all right, what Jesus said, the victory is ours, right? And we declare it, whether in a sickness or in a situation, he is the one who do the work. He gets all the glory. No glory should get to any one of us, even what uh, uh, Deborah said. If the glory won't go to you, all right? Uh, Barak, it's fine. The glory shouldn't go to me also, all right? To all, or any one of us, the glory will go to Jesus Christ. Because he is the one, all right, who won the war for us, who defeated Satan for us. Then there was peace in the land for 40 years. Okay, the result of righteousness, the effect of righteousness is always peace. Okay, when we are moving by the power of the Holy Spirit and in his righteousness, not ours, peace is there, right? If there's no peace, uh, that is our own self-effort. Okay? So God is the one who wins the battle. Now, that is the woman of God in the Bible, all right? And all of us can uh, have that anointing in our lives. Rise up, okay? To rise up to, uh, to who you are in Christ, all right? So that you can fulfill that destiny of saving lives, all right? Okay, so I put the next slide as someone um, remember today is about fulfilling your destiny and whose daughter you are, right? Because today, whatever we do is we do as a son or a daughter of God, all right? In his love, okay? This is a lady uh, some of you may know, some of you may not know. So when I first heard of her years ago, I have no idea because I'm terrible in politics. I don't bother about politics. <laughs> okay. So I know the very basic only even for my country. <laughs> Who is the prime minister? The king, I also don't know his name. Okay. But <clears throat> most important, if you, are, if you know it's okay, it's not wrong to, to know, right? But this lady is... Uh, Ansan Suki, who is the daughter of Myanmar's independence hero, General Ansan. So some of you know her story. How many of you know? Can you just put up a hand? Uh, only a few. Okay. So uh, then there was a film done on her by um, Michelle Yeoh, right? the Malaysian actress. Okay. 
Um, so I heard about her long, long time ago, some years back, about five, five, five years ago. Her story is very, very inspiring, though she is not a believer. Okay, now we are, this is to, uh, to really encourage us to step into our identity and our position in Christ. Because this woman who is not even uh, a believer, yet she rose up at the time when her country needed her. She, he was assassinated. The father is a general, all right? And at two years old, the uh, father was killed. The father, I think they were fighting for independence, democracy, right? And just before the Myanmar gained independence from British colonial rule in 1948. So it was a terrible time. Today, Myanmar, again, in a, in a terrible situation, right? Yesterday, we had um, uh, Cheng Lan's friend from uh, Myanmar joining us. And you can see how God did us, right? So, but this story has inspired me personally a lot, okay? Uh, so, she was she, she she was two years old, and then the she saw the has the daddy got killed as a general. Okay, but two years old don't know much. Then later on, she left the country and got married to a, a English man. So she already left Myanmar. Okay, uh, stay in Britain, and she got two boys. After living of uh, working in. Japan and Bhutan, so she traveled somewhere. She stayed, she settled in UK to raise the two children, Alexander and Kim. But and Myanmar was never far from her thoughts. When she arrived back in Yangon in 1988 to look after her critically ill mother, so that time there was chaos in Myanmar, and her mother was sick. So she the, the, the children were not that big, but she went back actually to take care of the mother. Myanmar was in the midst of major political upheaval. So that time the uh, I, will, I will not show too much right the, the people of um, Myanmar right was without a leader okay the military was uh, in control and uh, there was a lot of bloodshed and a lot of fighting there the people had no rights okay uh, all ruled by military uh, the commander the army and because her father already died they looked to her father as the zero. So when she came back, she went through, uh, she, the, the people actually like almost begged her to take over, saying that she's the only person who can uh, lead the Myanmar people back to uh, freedom. They wanted freedom, you know, the world wants freedom, right? And we have the freedom, spirit, soul and body in Christ. So she went and she accepted that, in the end, she accepted that, uh, what they wanted her to, to take over and she became the, the woman all right, to uh, lead the people out of military rule and back into democracy. But she had to pay a price, okay? And some of the price she paid is that she cannot be with the husband, she cannot leave the country at all, okay? And cannot see the children also because the moment she leave the country, she cannot come back. They, the military was so scared of her and they put her under house arrest for 15 years, even though there was uh, voting and everything. So uh, there was a lot of uh, politics there. They, they didn't allow her and blah, 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 right? You can read more about it. But what I want to share with you about, you know, her is the part where 
So here, thousands of officers and monks took the street demand, demanding dem democratic reform of her speech. Okay, the, the, when, when she came back to Cambodia, at uh, Cambodia, where's that Myanmar? And then when the people asked her to take over, all right? <clears throat> you know, she's a normal woman, a mother also of two, right? And she can have a good life, right, in uh, England. But she said this in her speech, this real one, okay? In her speech, when talking to the people, first, first speech to the, the, the Myanmar people, she said, and this is what caused me to really cry nonstop, okay? I could not, as my father's daughter, remain indifferent to all that was going on. She said in a speech in Yangon on 26 August 1988, right, just before she took over, or, or rather, you know, started the peace campaign. Um, and before her <clears throat> house arrest, she was given the Nobel Prize also. Then she went on to lead a revolt against the, the then the dictator General Nehru. Okay, this is when the picture is when she, uh, after her release, and then her son already grew up and uh, they, they allowed the son to come and visit her, but she cannot uh, leave the country. Even when the husband died of cancer in UK, uh, in England, she couldn't go and see him. Can you imagine how terrible it must be, right? She just had chose between her family and her country. And she chose her country, right? But here, as, as I want to bring out is, she recognized she's doing this because she knows whose daughter she is. She said, I am my father's daughter, you know? Just like Jesus said, when Jesus, you know, just now I showed you Luke, right? He's, uh, he, he said uh, to the mother, to the natural uh, parents, that I am, I must be consumed, I must be in my father's house. He knows that he is God's son. And today, you know, even this person who, this lady who doesn't know Jesus, knows about identity and knows about that, you know, she, she gave up everything because of her, who she is. She is the general's daughter. So today when you serve the Lord, don't serve because, you know, wow, there is glamour in that. <laughs> One day we become famous. No. Serve because you are your father's daughter, right? You are your father's son, okay? That is the only reason we serve him. We serve as a son. We serve him as a daughter. Everything else is for him to take care of, okay? Our part is to give him our life. And the reason we serve him is exactly the same reason as Jesus. And this woman said it out. So when she said that, when I saw the movie, I sort of like, you know, cracked from beginning to the ending. <laughs> if you want to see the story, uh, you can find it in YouTube. I think it's called The Lady. Very, very touching. Um, and this is her life. And today, of course, Myanmar is again in turmoil, right, where the military took over. So uh, we will also see how we can, uh, when God connect us to to Myanmar again, how we can help them as brothers and sisters in the world. You know, our brothers and sisters is suffering there. So, but the thing I want to point out is her speech. Her speech touched me. And as it was that time when, when I heard this, that also God spoke to me so deeply, you know, 
that I am his daughter. And you know, as a woman, most of us are women, right? You know, we feel weak in physically, you know, we are not that strong as men. And then sometimes you know, who, it's, it's not easy to take that role of leadership also, right? Because we're always misunderstood <laughs> that we want to take over the men's, uh, uh, the men's position and all that, right? Especially husband and wife thing. If you are a very capable wife, it's, it's very hard, <laughs> okay? Because you intend well, you know, to help, but they, your husband or you know, will think that you want to take over. Okay, not, not Robert Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> because he's our husband, what's our husband here? Okay, but generally, most men are like that, right? Even uh, uh, in the Lord, okay? And they will feel uh, a little bit intimidated when a woman is stronger than them, you know? And then all kind of problems come in, all kind of misunderstanding. So if, if, as a woman, I also do not, in a natural woman, never wanted to take over, never wanted to be even in ministry. I was always behind there, you know, supporting. But God has his way, right? At the time to rise up, you just need to uh, rise up. And the reason that I rise up is because, not because of anything. So I don't want to be famous, you know. And this evening, go and put me everywhere. <laughs> Never mind, praise the Lord. I just leave it to God. Okay, so I just know, as his daughter, Okay, I'm his daughter, and so are all of you. You are God's daughters. Okay, we are to be consumed with Him. What concerns our Father, what matters to our Daddy God, matters to you. You are His child. Okay, He gave birth to you, He gave you a, a, a privilege to be His royal son and daughter. Stand up, arise up. Okay, take up that mantle and just move according as he has called you. Whichever uh, uh, part that he has called you to do, whether it's preaching, whether it's just serving, helping out, you know, whatever, whichever part. If whether it's just giving a smile, like I said just now, right? You are his daughter. You represent him. And he will do everything on your behalf. He already done. All right, defeating Jesus. He just need you to rise up, rise up as his daughter, as his son. Right? Romans 8:15 says, to fulfill your destiny, God did not, you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. We will never, we are never good enough, okay, uh, in our own sight, in the sight of men especially women, <laughs> okay? But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, okay? Enfolding you into the family of God. So that's why here we are, brothers and sisters in the Lord. You will never, you never need to feel orphaned. You have a father, okay? We are his children. If you forget everything to this morning, remember you are the daughter. You are his daughter. You are his son, just like Jesus, I come to do his will, to do my father's will, right? And you will never feel often he rises up within us, even today, right? He gives us the, the courage to rise up, 
you know, Deborah was very courageous. I look at her. I, in the past, I never bothered about Deborah's story. <laughs> I never teach about all the ministry, years of ministry. I never look into De Deborah's story because I never wanted to be a, a woman leader. Never, you know, just be the, you know, pastor's wife is good enough, right? But God has his way, right? And, you know, he calls, he gives us the strength to rise up. You women there, all right, out there, or oh men, rise up. He is the one who gives you the, the, the energy, the courage. <laughs> we need a lot of courage, okay? Our spirit join him in saying the words, beloved, what? Beloved, beloved commander, beloved father, okay? We are here because we are his sons and daughters. So the Holy Spirit make God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being you are God's beloved child can you hear that have you heard that have you heard God telling you are his daughter you are his son if you hear that you will rise up just like even the unbeliever I hope and pray that one day Ansan Suki will receive Jesus all right she's in prison now may we pray for her that she will come to know Jesus you know and know that all her fight Right, it's because God is there. God is with her, even though she don't know Him. I believe she will get saved. You know, and you hear that you are God's beloved child. Okay, whose child are you? Whose daughter are you? You are God. All right. Since we are His true children, yeah, you are His true children. We qualify to share all His treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit. See, when we serve him, it's not serving because of duty. We, we also realize that, you know, of course that is that, I don't know how to say, only God can put it inside you to realize that even this woman who, who, who have, don't have Jesus, know that there is something beautiful in a father-son or father-daughter relationship. You know, it's something that has been uh, passed on to you there's something that God put in human being to rise up when we are children, to, to rise up, to, you know, to reflect our parent, to do something that to continue the heritage of our parents. Although today, you know, on the other side, there are those useless sons and, <laughs> and right, children, the parents all rich and then you see the son just, just don't bother, you know, and never bother. But there's something inside, all right, our spirit, that causes to rise up, okay? They say, Lord, you, I am your daughter, okay? I will rise up. It's not because there's no man to come up, right? You do it because you realize you heard Jesus tell you, all right? You heard God saying, you are my beloved. And as your beloved, I am your daughter and your son. And I'm serving you not because I need to or I have to, but because of that relationship. And, and then, uh, of and we are also will be glorified with him, provided we accept his suffering acceptance. So she's willing to go through all the suffering of imprisonment. A natural person without Jesus, willing to do that for her country and because of her father. How about us? How about us? We are children of God Almighty. We're willing to do that, lay down our life for our father as Jesus did. He doesn't demand it of you, okay? <laughs> Instead, he'll just pour out his grace and his love. It's for us to willingly respond up to us 
All right? Even if you don't respond, he still loves you. He will always love you. That's how good our father is. All right? I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that was, is about to be unveiled within us. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. You think Deborah never went through uh, a lot of people in Israel would have said, how oh, woman are you? <laughs> what can you do? Uh? You know, and who do you think you are? Sure that whenever God uses someone, there will always be the devil coming to accuse you and uh, persecute you. Okay, but she was willing to go to, and then at that time it's really worse. Today, at least women are, you know, more recognized, right? In, in every area of, uh, of the world today. But in those days, women supposed to just stay at home and take care of the children. <laughs> yeah? Don't talk so much. Okay? But yet she went through all that type of uh, whatever uh, people say about her, right? To rise up, to be her, the prophetess of God and the judge, all right, to, to be what God called her to be, all right, to deliver of the word of God to the people of Israel. And today, it's not about one woman or one man anymore. It's not about Stephanie, okay? It's not about uh, whoever in the world as a pastor prince or whoever. Nothing, I'm not saying that he's very, very good, okay? But it's really not about us, one man or one woman. It's about the whole body of Christ, <laughs> okay? I, that's why I don't want to be raised up here today as Pastor ah, Stephanie Mong, the one who pray and people get well, get sick. No, I want you all to realize that you are all sons and daughters of God. That the same miracles that Jesus did, you can do. The same character that Jesus bear, the Son of God, His love, His gentleness, His humility, all right, will also flow through all of you. The same beauty that is upon Jesus will be upon every one of you. Whether you speak on the stage, all right, or preach or not, it's not the matter. It's just fulfilling your destiny, all right, of touching lives with the love of Jesus and His power without fear, rising up as His sons and daughters. You see, is the entire universe standing up on, on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of Stephanie Mom? No. <laughs> My name not mentioned there. Okay. Or any other famous uh, man of God or woman of God. It is yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Didn't even mention Paul's name, Apostle Paul. None of us. Okay. It is together. God, Jesus died so that all, every uh, one who will believe in him can be can rise up to be a, that son and daughter and the, the whole universe, the angels in heaven, on earth, they're all waiting for Wendy to rise up, Daphne, Cheng Lan, Evelyn, Joan, Robert, every one of you, all right, uh, Pastor Piara, uh, uh, Ruth, if I name all of you, okay, so that's why I don't like to name because sometimes I miss out a few names, <laughs> it doesn't matter, okay, as I said, it doesn't matter if I don't say your name, most important is Jesus know God knows you and you know who you are, whose daughter you are, whose son you are. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its safe slavery. See, the children of Israel were in slavery God, for 20 years by the uh, enemy and God raised up Deborah at that time. Those days, there was one person, one person, one person. Okay, but today, no more. It's every 
uh, son and daughter of God. Okay, but now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom. There are many people who are still in bondage. That's why this ministry is all about setting people free and then letting them know, all right, building their spirit so that they know they are sons and daughters of God. They can go and set other people free, all right? The, all creation longs for freedom from the slavery to decay and to experience what? With us, with us, okay, together. So, we are not selfish people. We just experience the goodness of God. All right, go out and let others in the world who are lost also experience this wonderful freedom. All right, coming to God's children. This is the last days where there's no, no uh, glory go to one person. Okay, it goes to all the sons of, and daughters of God. Not the glory, but God will use everyone. The glory will go to Jesus Christ. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in a contraction for, of labor for childbirth. Right? That's where we pray, we fast. Okay? It's like uh, labor pangs, all right? giving birth. Okay? And this is not just creation. You give birth to what? You give birth to children, right? It's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit have also inwardly grown. All right? As we fast and pray, our spirit is groaning. As we pray in tongues, we are groaning. For what? Not just miracles. They all will happen one. Okay? When you know who is inside you and who you are in Christ, right? As his children. Inwardly grown as we passionately long to experience what? Our full status. Hey, as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. All right? The ultimate a destiny of everyone is God to, to reveal, all right, the groaning, the praying and intercession, even Jesus at the right hand of the Father, is that you, Ruth, will know that you are the son, the daughter of Almighty God, right? It's for us to grow into that position, that knowledge of who he is and who you are in him. You are his daughter. Isn't that good enough? That's good enough. <laughs> okay, because we don't need to be conferred general or you know uh, recognized by the world as a uh, whatever. Don't need. Okay, you just need to know you have been conferred sonship or daughtership. <laughs> okay, full status because we not yet really understand our full status. We just say God Father, but we don't know who is He is really. What is Father? All right, we just say I'm your child, but we don't really know what is. In, uh, you know, inside a child, just like this lady knows, right? Uh, uh, De Deborah knows who she is. And then in Christ, in God, and uh, who is that? Ansan Suki, right? In the natural, also knows she is the, the, son, the daughter of this general, right? She just completes his, his work, all right? So we, Jesus know he came and he's a, at 12 years old, he already knew, okay? And he, he go about peacefully, calm, calmly, right? Just now I shared. So, Everyone is waiting, right? For all of you to rise up to your status as sons and daughters. No need name. Okay? Just you are son of the of God, the devil already recognized you. <laughs> you know what you say? I'm Stephanie Mong. I'm a daughter of God. Hello, devil. Remember me? <laughs> don't know. He don't care about my name. Okay. The most important is he, he, he need to know that I know that I am. God's child, God's daughter. That's most important. Okay? So when in this world we live the life, all right, rise up as his sons and daughters. 
And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit take hold of us in our human frailty to empower us. He gave us the power, you remember? He is the one who poured down the, the rain and defeated the, the, the army, the enemy army, right? To empower is us in all our weakness because we are weak. That's why he uses the weak. He doesn't use the strong in their own strength, right? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? Not my might, nor my power, but by thy spirit. The less of us, the more of him. For example, at times you don't even know how to pray. But or know the best thing to ask for. That's why we pray in the spirit. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us, okay, to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. That's praying in tongues. Let the Holy Spirit take you or take over you. He is cleverer than us, you know. Okay. God and He is as we pray in tongues, you're praying also the destiny into our uh, life to fulfill. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings. And he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us. Jesus is also at the right hand of the Father praying for us. His Holy Ones in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. All right? The fulfillment of our destiny, first is a choice. All right? And then the Holy Spirit empowers you pray in the spirit that prayer in the spirit is building up your spirit man soak yourself all right meditate on the word of god of who you are identity is very important okay and with that identity there cannot be pride in our lives right because we are just just a vessel that's all it's the grace of god that uses you and me so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing evil into our lives, bringing good. Sometimes we really don't understand a lot of things. It doesn't matter. Remember, uh, uh, Jesus' parents, when he was 12 years old, they don't understand <laughs> okay, the spiritual things. Okay? It doesn't matter. God, we just need to know this. God bring good into our lives. All right, and ask for his, as we pray, more wisdom. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. If you have been called, we may sometimes go out of the way. But God will, <laughs> like the GPS, uh, what is the word the GPS lady always talk? Uh, redirect. Uh. <laughs> Those of you who drive, when you make the wrong turn, they call what? What is the word? Last time I remember the word, I forgot. Is it? Recalculation. Ah, recalculate. Okay, or something like that, right? Recalculate. So, God, Holy Spirit is always there. It's okay. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. It's from mistakes that we learn. All right? And, and we, we learn and we get more wisdom. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit will recalculate <laughs> and then bring you back into the, the direction of your call, calling and destiny. All right? As long as you look to Him call to him. Don't look to man or look to, to yourself. Right? Look to God. He will recalculate for you and put you back on track. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters okay, who will become, become what? Just like him. Right? Like father, like son. <laughs> like mother, like daughter. So God give birth to us. We look like him. We talk like him. Okay? We Move like him, all right? When we do wrong, he will correct us in love, okay? He, having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. 
and those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Your destiny already determined. All right, there's no greater destiny than to serve God because we are his daughter. <laughs> we serve from sonship and or daughtership. Okay, that is the, the only reason. Follow Jesus. All right, Jesus said, I, I need to be consumed in my father's house, consumed with my father. That's all. And the rest he do. He already set everything there. All right, Tiara, you are God's son. You serve him, not because you want to be famous or glorious, all right, but, or you are great or grand, because you are his son. And he has entrusted you with the gospel. Yeah? So it is to glorify your daddy, <laughs> not make, not glorify me, <laughs> glorify your daddy, all right? Okay, so uh, we, we close, all right? So you now today you know who's, whose daughter you are. <laughs> okay, so you can fulfill your destiny. God has already planned, all right? Uh, I would want to let us just be ministered by a song, okay? You, you respond to God, to God's call, or destiny in our lives in this song, right? Because we are his sons and daughters. Amen. Uh, uh, Evelyn, can you help me to put that song and then we will finish.
on to maybe here, daddy call. <laughs> okay, daddy call you. <laughs> yes, Wendy, daddy call you. <laughs> yes, daddy call you and his daughter, okay? So you respond, you rise up, all right? To do and fulfill God's word in your life, God's destiny for each one of us. Amen, every one of you.